All right, welcome, my dudes. Uh, why does it always go to black screen these days? That's kind of weird, huh? It's supposed to go straight to me. What's going on? Got to fix that. Got to fix it in post. Hope you're all doing well, guys and gals. Good to see you all. Uh, another Wednesday. Odin's dog is upon us here. September 15, 2021. Uh, it is good to see you all. Uh, hope you're having a fantastic Wednesday. Maybe it's late where you are. Maybe you're uh, kind of uh, maybe you're winding down after a long day. Who knows if you're on the uh, European side or, of course, down under. I think it's early, heading into early morning uh, down there. We do have an important broadcast for you today, as usual. Um, and we have plenty to go through. Developments, both, both, of, both, of course, when it comes to COVID. God damn it, can't speak here. Uh, and uh, the Milley situation, Mark Milley. Some new information is out on that. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, and much more, uh, as usual. It felt like I had some... I actually, let me give a, a shout-out to... I, we, we do get mail, of course, and uh, it's always nice. Um, Hartwig, if you're watching. Thank you, man. Thank you for the kind uh, the kind letter and the beautiful uh, piece there from a cabin uh, up in Canada. Uh, good stuff. Thank you to everyone sending mail, too, by the way. We do appreciate it. Uh, can't always personally respond to everything. Uh, but, uh, of course, if you uh, set up memberships that way, we always send an email back when we activate and stuff like that. But we, we, we do appreciate <laughs> appreciate all of you uh, sending. And some do it anonymously, too, of course. Uh, so we appreciate that. Uh, what else do we got going on on the housekeeping uh, front here? I think, that, I think that's it. Oh, Friday. So Friday we have um, uh, Lana will be back with us, joining us. Um, we got uh, that sorted out, at least. And then we have for the weekend... Uh, Mark Collett will be joining me uh, for the Weekend Warrior Show. And I haven't decided yet, actually, if we either we do that live uh, or we pre-record and I put it together in post. I haven't decided. We'll see what happens. I'll, I'll keep you guys updated on that. Uh, but so Mark Collett will be guest hosting uh, with us on uh, Saturday. So that will most likely be up on Sunday, unless, of course, we decide we opt uh, for live streaming that. Uh, and that will be on RedEyesMembers.com, of course, uh, for you guys as members, Weekend Warrior Show. And then next Tuesday, uh, the... Uh, Dude, you can see right over there. John Waters from Ireland will be joining us Tuesday, and it should be the same time that we did uh, Dan Lyman yesterday. So what is that? Um, 11 Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central European time. Uh, so that's the plan for that. And as I said, if you did if you did miss it, uh, check out the show we did with uh, Dan Lyman here yesterday. Uh, live stream that Tuesday. So we're going to try to... Uh, do more interviews, and we'll uh, probably do them, well, I mean, there's two days over in the week, basically, at this point, and it's Tuesdays and Thursdays, but uh, we'll probably try to shoot for Tuesdays, but some of them might uh, end up on a, on a Thursday as well. Uh, otherwise, the schedule is kind of as usual. Uh, on Wednesdays, no go zone. Friday, Flashback Friday, uh, Weekend Warrior Show on the weekend, and then uh, interviews uh, either, either Tuesdays uh, or Thursdays. Okay. Is that it? I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, so we did have, oh, uh, well, okay, some other stuff. Entropystream.live slash Red Ice TV. You can join us over there. I think it should be up and running. Uh, I started that up before the uh, stream, so that should be uh, up and running. We do appreciate you joining us over there. Help support the show as well. Of course, uh, your super chats. Um, Norm McDonald passed away here, guys, over the, uh, <clears throat> over the, uh, uh, was it last uh, two, was it the, yes, I think it was yesterday, actually, when we uh, did the stream yesterday. Uh, the announcement came up. It was a he was a comedian, of course, in the uh, uh, in the U.S. He was like on Saturday Night Live and these kinds of things. And he did. Uh, it was kind of funny guy. I you know wasn't super big fan or whatever, but he did uh, he did venture into some um, uh, pretty uh, pretty based pretty daring territory occasionally. Uh, and one of them, I think, we could play a little bit uh, from here. 
Uh, I think he's gotten in trouble. I mean, he so he was kind of a main guy on SNL, right? Saturday Night Live, which is a, I mean, which is an, an organ, a mechanism, a didactic tool that uh, has been used uh, against. Uh, you know, America to, to help break it down, essentially, right? So he was kind of, he was part of this gang and part of that group in a way, but then he was also kind of an outsider at the same time because he did some of these really anti, you know, politically correct uh, skits and stuff like that, but he was kind of relegated to uh, doing his own show at the end and stuff like that. But yeah, he was battling, I think, cancer for like 10 years. Uh, and so uh, two days ago, he finally passed away. Let's say, I, I, so I saw a version of this on Twitter and I was looking for it. I think it was like, obviously that's the, the limit. There's like two two minutes, 20 seconds. So it was definitely a shorter cut. So I haven't seen this whole one, but it's on the same topic. Uh, so why don't we, uh, why don't we check this out? See how, uh, see how daring he got, huh? No, 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 no. Are numbers. you anti-capital punishment oh. or something? No, I'm pro-capital punishment, but this guy starts getting talking numbers and deaths. Be careful, because oh, it always gets back to the Holocaust tonight. Oh. This is the closest I've seen to him admitting the Holocaust, where he said, I think people have died. He's like, six million, six hundred, what's the difference? I'm like, oh. Well, there's a, a lot of difference. There's a Adam. huge difference. Right. This is what he told me the other day. He goes, he goes what, what, it happened. Fire pit, fire pit, fire pit, fire pit. He goes, it just... happened, but he goes, the numbers are all right, all wrong. And then he goes, the other night, he goes, 600 or 6 million, it's still terrible. I'm like, ah. Oh. Okay. They're all, listen, everybody's entitled to their opinion. <laughs> I say 6 million, he says 600. Oh, this is a, okay, this is a compilation. Okay, I should have, <laughs> I guess I should have checked this earlier. Th that's totally fine. Let's check out where this, uh, where this goes here. I guess he brought up uh, quite a few times then. I only saw the one, but uh, wow, based norm, eh? <laughs> and of course, this is, I, I have to say this too. Isn't this the very point of comedy and humor, right? I mean, the left use it so uh, effect effectively, of course, and that's why they're trying to ban it when uh, uh, anyone else but them is using it. Right-wingers, nationalists, truth seekers, even conspiracy theorists are using humor, uh, are banned and censored and canceled, right, because of this. Um, but isn't the very aspect of being able to... It, it, isn't it about cracking jokes about the very things you're not supposed to or to be allowed to crack jokes about? Isn't that the very... Fun, isn't that the most important thing and function of of humor in a way beyond just, like, making you laugh because it's fun? But you know what I mean? Anyway, let's continue here. Say probably a number in between there somewhere. You know, I just don't know how six million uh, people disappear from the, from the face of the earth. That's this motherfucker. He's the one that thinks that it didn't happen. It existed, as did the Holocaust. <laughs> I believe uh, that the all right. First of all, <sighs> oh my family's going to disown me. This is this is his little joke it's against the stone right, against the poor uh, masses that that came out of it's a, a chimney. Being from Manchester, this has nothing to do with the Holocaust. Yeah. I didn't bring up the Holocaust. <laughs> you did. But the worst Passover Seder is when you're there and this guy is talking about the smokestacks of Birkenau. Okay. Not being true. Because he doesn't think it's Pesach. true. There's no it's way true. I would bring that up at Pesach. Yeah. Yeah. Was, was, you can't ignore it. I ignore this fucker when he starts talking about the smokestacks at Auschwitz and how the shadows okay. don't make, couldn't make sense and all this shit. <laughs> My head about the Holocaust. Really answers me. You can't do ignore him. I ignore this motherfucker. He tells me this big story about how the uh, pictures from the planes on Dachau and stuff yeah. don't show enough. Uh, uh, the chimney is not long enough. It doesn't cast a long shadow enough <laughs> to have possibly been big enough to service the. What? 
killing machine of Hitler. That's what he told me. <laughs> I've been saying that for years. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you finally had someone to agree with you. He said, how could there be poison, uh, you know, a poison gas? I don't know much about the Holocaust, but the, uh, what they have inside the... Uh, the, uh, the two of you together just are really uh, giving a great inside, homage to that whole time. Inside the gas chambers, they put a certain type of gas. Mm-hmm. Zyklikin five. Yeah, uh, mustard gas. No, no, it certainly wasn't mustard. World War One. It was a. Is there a nine? Zyklon gas. And he said, "How could the cyanide? Why would the guards not all be dead from pulling open right. the doors?" I go, "I don't know. I don't have every answer." But anyways, now, number, they put that in the. I believe with all my heart that they put that in and killed innocent people. Mm-hmm. He says, how is it possible? Because the guards would open the door and get the Zyklon all over their hand and <laughs> die also. He said when the Allied planes came over, they have pictures apparently of the smokestacks. And he said the smokestacks uh, drop a shadow. The smokestacks that we all know uh, spewed out. Weren't they built afterwards? Wasn't that one of the uh, <clears throat> one of the, um, the sources, right, that they were the Russians, the Soviets, right, I should say, but they built them after they, they came in. The radar footage before and after, <laughs> and they weren't there, right? The uh, sad remains of human souls that once had dreams and once loved. He says it's all a bunch of horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> absurd is funny. So to me, it's absurd, but what oh. makes it even funnier, whether it's him or not, and I don't think it is, those people exist. My friend Lynn told me one night, about 15 years ago, he heard someone like that. One of those people that literally says, no, I'm not defined that it... Ha-. You, yeah, know, yeah, you can yeah. tell no, when they're... They always say it like that. They always... <laughs> no, you're right, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. They always have the, oh, it, it, something bad happened, right? Yeah, the Holocaust just, happened. Okay, I just want oh, to say... Oh, it did happen. Uh, no, that's no, not my point. Okay, Don't okay, try to twirl no, that towards that's me. What he says it did. No, well, hold on. I just want to say three things. I don't have a manager. I don't have an agent. I, yeah, I did have I a guess you don't. I, Maybe I'm you not would a Holocaust you, denier. Maybe you would if you didn't fucking... He thinks he's going to get a manager and agent, Jew, <laughs> with that kind of shit. And a lot no, of homosexuals died in the fucking camps, too, let's not forget. Nor shut up. Well, <laughs> I'm serious. What are you, what do you think, I, but I have a more empathy now? No, I'm saying Oh, and there were homosexuals. More, what happened? What happened? There were, I thought there was just Jews. You're telling me there were homosexuals? Homosexuals were in with those Jews? We got to do something. There's not enough documentaries. Oh, they're out there. The, uh, a swastika is a, is, a, is a symbol of hate. It's not an ancient Indian. Well, it was, I mean, it was once a symbol of peace. Yeah, I know. I know. Listen, we got to thank. We can't go That's on. That's just history. this is becoming uh, just <laughs> hatred. No, I, I still remember my Torah portion. Your what? My Torah from my bar mitzvah. Yeah, you're Jewish, right? Yeah, I'm Jewish, but I'm just saying that the, the swastika was, in fact, it did originate as a, a symbol of peace. A symbol of peace. <laughs> That's not the first thing. Work I think. will make you free. Set you. I think it set you free. He knows what he knows what's written. <laughs> yeah, our, he knows what's Mike written. Fry. He knows yeah. what's written on the walls. A lot of people of know Birkenau. what was written on. Uh, yeah, I mean or Auschwitz. Yeah, I think it was Auschwitz. <coughs> well, you would. <clears throat> all right. I'm. Uh, I apologize uh, to all the viewers. I'm not an apologist. You are an apologist. <clears throat> All right.
Very based. All right, that's uh, that's funny though. That's that's a lot of good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I heard uh, saw chat saying uh, uh, he was uh, he was uh, he was uh, kicked off of uh, SNL. Not only for this, but it was basically too funny. It was <laughs> it was it was not good. To, uh, what was the other guy? And I mean, he was kind of cringy though. But didn't he go on and become some conservative right wing guy, right or somewhat? Uh, the hell was his name again? It was another guy too, and I think they sacked him too. Basically, uh, Will Cunning over on Odyssey says uh, Norm was Owen, Owen Benjamin's favorite comedian and clear inspiration. He's done streams on him. You can see uh, everything from the topics uh, to the voice slash delivery delivery that influenced him. A true legend. Well, thank you, Will. I did I did not uh, know that, but uh, yeah, he did. Uh, now he has some other interesting things too. I want to I'm going to play that in a moment here. Uh, let me check entropy here real quick. Black Philip is over there. Says Henrik, thoughts on the Nova uh, Novavax? Was it was it Novax or is it Novavax? Um, anyway, thoughts on the Novavax COVID vaccine? Tim Murdoch is talking about. Uh, they don't want an emergency FDA approval uh, and are taking their time with clinical trials. It's a proven protein style vaccine. Protein style. Okay, so that's a, it's like a, a, the actual. I would assume then the actual spike protein is in there. Uh, it's due next year, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, my, my default is, uh, I'm one of those like auto hoaxers. I'm like, by, <laughs> by default, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical. Uh, is there some medicine that's vital and have been uh, necessary? And yeah, sure. I mean, sure, absolutely. Uh, but just, just general, you know, we have an immune system. Uh, let that handle it, and if there's something really fuck, you know, weird or, or, or some shit like that, and, and and I mean, this could be because it's engineered, right? So it could be something that, let's say, evades your immune system or something. And someone who's actually looking out for not for us, and actually are just not monetarily or depopulation, you know, uh, uh, interests as a, as the primary driver. Uh, I'd I'd look at it, but I have to look into it more. I actually don't know. I don't. I haven't. I haven't had time to look into it yet. Uh, at, at this point, I don't think it's it's necessary. Uh, but if these strains keep evolving and people can't uh, deal with it with their immunity, yeah, I mean, of course, would then use science and 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 you know, good-hearted, real motivated people that can do something uh, for, for you know against it basically or, or to protect us. Um, okay, so this uh, let me play this too. This is another clip with Norm here. Uh, apparently, he uh, apparently he converted for a little while there. Uh, did you guys see this? Let's uh, let's play this. See what you think of this. So uh, there's one other thing I, I'd like you to read, um, which is, uh, uh, I think, a chapter that really struck me. Uh, I'm speaking, you know, totally genuinely. I read this chapter called The Final Chapter. Um, oh, the final, the final Chapter. It's called The Final Chapter. It's not the last chapter. Well, the book, but it's called The Final Chapter, and it's not quite as uh, long. It's, it's, it's not a funny. I don't think it's funny. But that's, you don't always have to be funny. You know, we're in a house of worship. I know, yeah. Um, but I love that chapter because I feel like... You no, know, I was Jewish. You were. I am Jewish. Oh, you were? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <clears throat> I was for what, what happened? For two years. Well, I, for two I years. <laughs> a, a, a rabbi. Yeah? I had many, many biblical questions when I was young, and they were never answered. By, I was Presbyterian. They were never answered by my, my pastors and stuff. And then I met a, a fellow um, that was Jewish, and he introduced me to his um, to his rabbi. And uh, so, if I had a question, then like one time I had a question about the uh, Lord's Prayer, 
And I said, there was a, a line in the Lord's Prayer that said, lead us not into temptation. And so I thought that it was without God's ability to lead us into temptation. And uh, I asked the rabbi the question. I said, how could God lead us into temptation? It doesn't make sense to me. And he said, I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> and then and you they converted. Study. They study, you know. Then, then, yeah, I, I went to... Uh, so can I set this chapter up briefly? Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. <clears throat> he did say some funny things. I saw uh, someone else in chat made a comment there, too, and this, it's a good one. Uh, apparently, it's one of the reasons why you can't... Uh, this is you know off the topic of norm here, obviously, but uh, uh, apparently when they've been trying to vaccinate against coronaviruses, it's been a, a disaster in the past, and someone said you can't... You can't make a uh, jab or a shot for for uh, for spikes, meaning sp the spike protein. And I've heard that too that there's a there's prior complications, which is preventing them from kind of fully actualizing this, and that's why the flu shots haven't worked and stuff. And that's you know still within the in the families of coronaviruses, right? So um, I wouldn't be surprised if they also were picking something which they uh, they knew that didn't have a. A, a, a full, you know, complete fix for again. It's like anything. This is like the, uh, you know, the um, the repairman that uh, you know, you know, making making sure that whatever service he provides that that's broken down. We have a, in Sweden we have a classic saying. I'm sure it's in English too. With the uh, the guy who sets up the, uh, the, the the windows, right? What's the technical term for those guys again? The the, the, the you know. Anyway, they, they put up the windows. He's the one who's out night and uh, during the night and throwing stones in, into people's windows. It's like Bill Gates, right? With computer viruses, they they the very same companies that are you know offering you the antidote are those who, who release the problems, kind of thing. So I'm not a big believer in it, to be honest. Um, but we'll we'll have to see. It's a little bit too early to tell. Um, he, this is another norm clip here. Uh, good stuff, uh, pretty based. And, and look at look at who he is directing this to. This is this is the best uh, <laughs> the best thing about it. Uh, you'll see what I mean in a second here. Check this out. Let me go back here. Very short. Here we go. No offense, but it sounds like that's some fucking commie gobbledygook. No offense, but it sounds like that's some fucking commie gobbledygook. Do you see who's who's in the receiving end of that? Well, Sarah Silverman and does, what is that YouTube on her uh, mic, uh, the mic standard there? What do you call it? The, the <laughs> uh, all right. And he did uh, what else did he do? He did. Uh, yeah, this it was kind of funny <clears throat> regarding the uh, January 6th, uh, the, the the violent domestic terrorists that were trying to overthrow the United States government. I uh, said, I loved when the violent terrorist made sure to respect the velvet ropes in Statutory Hall. <laughs> True story, folks. Uh, absolutely. The, the, this is the Taliban uh, of uh, North America, folks, uh, here. Okay. Right. Um, Gavin Newsom. California. Of course, he will remain in office, right? Thought we could uh, we we could kind of guess this. We could kind of figure this out. I think actually this clip was from the evening of. Let's see what he uh, said about this here. As a, as a, these guys, these people are never going to leave. Trudeau is never going to be voted out. Um, basically, the guard that you're seeing now, they they have the uh, the voter fraud uh, trick in, in the bag. Uh, they're never going to leave. This this is the permanent until our world collapses until our society has been successfully um, 
dismantled until it has been successfully demolished, you know, planned demolition. Uh, these are the faces that we will will have joining us for that ride for the rest of it. Good evening. Here's uh, we are enjoying overwhelmingly uh, no vote tonight here in the state of California. Sucky audio. What are you doing, uh, LA Times? No, it's not the only thing that was expressed tonight. Uh, I want to focus on what we said yes to as a state. We said yes to science. We said yes to vaccines. We said yes to ending this pandemic. We said yes to people's right to vote without fear of fake fraud or voter suppression. We said yes to women's fundamental constitutional right to decide for herself what she does with her body, her fate, and future. We said yes to diversity. We said yes to inclusion. And so I'm humbled. Are you guys hearing this? Grateful to the millions and millions of Californians that exercise their fundamental right to vote and express themselves so overwhelmingly by rejecting the division, by rejecting the cynicism, by rejecting so much of the negativity that's defined our politics in this country over the course of so many years. Yeah, what a slime ball. What a slime ball. You know that they cheated. We, we, we showed you the holes in the letter, in the envelopes, and the you could print out your mail, your, your ballots, you know, the mail-in ballots. You could print them out on your printer, like all these things. Uh, but yeah, so they said, by, because of this vote, they, California said yes to diversity and to immigration and to more lockdowns. In fact, they did some poll afterwards. The COVID restrictions in California haven't been hard enough. So now it's going to be, be peddled to the metal with this guy. And I was like, all right, I'm in the clear. You know, they gave me the go-ahead, whatever he knows of what happened on the back end here. Uh, let's check out this from CNN, too. Let's see if he added anything uh, additional to this here. I want to focus on what we said yes to as a state. Okay, he repeated yes all this. Science. We said yes to vaccines. We said yes to ending this pandemic. <laughs> we said yes to people's right to vote. Okay, it's exactly the same one. It looked like a different uh, backdrop there. That's why it was a different angle, I guess. But okay. Uh, so there we go. Thank you, California. Uh, you know, uh, it would have been fun with Larry Elder, I think, to be honest. Wasn't it? The, 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 I heard some things that wheeled out that, like, Jared Taylor was an inspiration for... <laughs> I don't know if there's any truth to this whatsoever, but uh, I, I heard some L.A. Times journalist on, on, on one of the mainstream media sh uh, shows. It was like, Larry Elder was... Uh, as his biggest inspiration was the the this white nationalist Jared Taylor from American Renaissance. Uh, is is, that, is there any truth to that? I don't know. He was the for a while there anyway. Larry Elder was uh, the white uh, sorry the the uh, black face uh, of white supremacy. Uh, but there was some gal in a what was it a, a gorilla mask that showed up and thrown eggs on him and stuff like that. Some white lady. I mean it's it's been it's been crazy. But no, they probably took it from him to be honest. Uh, they probably cheated. Uh, Stephen James, or Stephen J. James over on Entropy, thank you for that, sir, uh, the library tokens, says, uh, no emergency approval. Okay, let's wait till 2025 and see how the trials went. Yeah, there's one going to 2027 uh, as well. Uh, we have some updates on this later on, too. Now they're pushing it down in the ages. Uh, they're looking at from 5 to 12 years next, and then from 6 months up to 5 months. We'll talk about that later. It's insane. Uh, Will Cunning says strains are media code for damage from the shots. Um, so no further shots is going to correct that and should be considered uh, another gay op. Uh, every EMS um, knows this and mandated hospitals will uh, quit as a result. Um, yeah, many, many nurses are quitting. 
Um, there's shortages. We talk about the story out of New York, where they're like, nope, we're not, no more births at this hospital because uh, all these um, uh, you know nurses are walking out, basically, right? Uh, so that's one of the reasons why these hospitals get overwhelmed as well. And I, I actually, I had a clarification update on that. Uh, I spoke to uh, a, um, a a friend slash acquaintance, an elder older guy we know here, and um, apparently the hospital. We talked about Northern Idaho. There was like attacks uh, on Northern Idaho over the last few days, last few weeks, really in, in the press. Right? It's by it's out of control and stuff like that. And, and yes, the the so the the ward or what do you call it? The uh, there was one floor in the hospital that was like cornered or like um, what do you call it? Uh, you know, singled out just to handle the COVID patients allegedly. But there's also a lot of COVID patients that came in for other reasons. Right, we have a story on that later too. They come in for different reasons, and then they're tested with these PCR tests, the faulty ones. They're tested positive, and then they're put in the COVID ward or the department. So there's like a one floor there. So it was wrong, but I said the whole hospital is full. I think I said something like that the other day. So technically, that was not correct. It was that that specific, uh, you know, part of the hospital where they deal with COVID patients. That was, you know basically full right at that time too uh but you know so there's there's always these tricks uh that they do back and forth uh but yeah i, I mean i'm very will cunning and uh, odyssey there i'm i'm very positive that uh, what we're seeing now uh with these new strains and more resilient ones resilient ones uh, is a consequence of the vaccination program that they're running uh and we've i think we've exposed and talked plenty about that by the way uh as well so uh let's uh, check this out regarding uh just a quick mention here What's happening uh, in the in the West versus uh, the East? You know, Gary Newsom or Gaff, sorry, Gary uh, Gavin Newsom, who won, was talking about you know, I- you know, immigration and open borders and diversity and inclusion and all these things. That that that's what won. You know, they, that's the winning side here, right? So Boston has a uh, mayoral contest here, uh, a, v- a vote here, and it's coming up uh, in November. And uh, Politico says that it's going to be making history this race. Uh, why? Well, because there's not going to be another white man there now. After nearly 200 years of electing white men, they say, Boston will finally elect a woman and a person of color as a man, as a mayor. So I, I, I assume then that it's uh, uh, this Asian woman and then another non-white man that are running uh, as well. So this is the this is the priority. This is the focus. This is the most wonderful thing. This is the prime. The, the most most on the forefront in the Western press, in Western media, in mes- Western discourse, and that takes precedent over anything else. Well, where do they stand on the issues then? Let's, let's be let's be a little bit boomerish for a while and not even focus on the race aspect and just say, well, what, who are these people? Why are they are they running just because they're brown? Is that what the the reason is or? Do they do they even need any you know <laughs> qualification here? I'm running because I'm brown. Let's get the whites out, you know, kind of thing. Uh, so meanwhile, so this is the this is what's happening in the West. Meanwhile, in the East, there's a completely different, uh, the completely different attitude, completely different driver, completely different um, motivation behind what they are doing, why they're doing it, and they're looking out for for their own, etc. Uh, and here's China. This is what they're putting time in, effort in resources in research science china prepares to test a thorium fueled nuclear reactor remember a while ago we talked about their tokamak reactor right they're using these i mean extremely uh powerful 
magnetic fields to basically keep um, uh, you know keep um, plasma right in in in, uh, in in these reactors, not you know from preventing them from touching the walls basically, right? Thorium reactors, they're doing uh, all kinds of experiments uh, on this front to become energy uh, independent and stuff like that, right? Uh, if China's experimental reactor is a success, it could lead to a commercial commercialization and help the nation uh, to meet its climate goals. I, I don't think they care much about that. Do they care about that? What, China, India, they, they're like the highest polluters in the, in the world, right? Uh, China has more than 50 conventional nuclear power plants, such as this one in the picture here, uh, but the experimental thorium reactor in Wu or, or, or Wu Wei, maybe, uh, will be the first. So there you go. What, what are we doing? What are we doing on that front? I know, I know the companies, and I know even governments that are uh, have handed over this technology, right? I mean, in France, I think border France Switzerland still they're building one of the biggest. Um, most ambitious building projects. I think it's the biggest building in the world uh, to house one of these rea new reactors, new type of, of reactors, fusion uh, reactors. Uh, so something is happening on that front. But China is an investor in that program, and they've gleaned a lot of the uh, intellectual property, essentially, from that project. And they went ahead, took it over to their country, and they already did it. They developed it, and, and that's it. Now, now they're basically having it. They're going to be more independent uh, on the energy front than, than we are going to be. Our prices are going up. Electricity is going up. I uh, saw a story today from Sweden. It was going to be expected to be like tripled or some crazy, like doubled or tripled in price now as we go into the, uh, into the winter here. When it starts getting uh, cold, right? Here, here's another one of those, right? Uh, race to build a sun on Earth. A magnet capable of lifting an aircraft aircraft carrier arrives in France. And that's a project I talked about, right? So there are some of these you know, good pr products that, that are happening. Uh, but for the most part, much of this very exciting new like cutting-edge kind of research and science uh, is happening in China and, and other Asian countries, right? Uh, anyway, so this is one of the building projects. So that's that's pretty cool. We've, we've talked about the Tokamak reactor in the past. Uh, we've talked about uh, fusion, you know, and these kinds of things. And obviously that's what, where we need to go. If these lunatics are going to do away with coal plants, uh, they're going to have all these electrical cars running, you know, where is that electricity going to come from? Like they, they don't want nuclear power. They don't want coal power. You're not going to cover this with wind. It's, it's, it's just not going to happen, right? So huge difference uh, between the East uh, and West in, in mentality. Um, let me show you this too. An interesting story here came across from a Financial Post. Uh, we've talked about BlackRock quite a bit, uh, but check this out here. With 20 tr trillion between them, BlackRock and Vanguard could own almost everything by 2028. That's seven years away. Six soon. Two towers of power are dominating the future of investing. Says here, look at that. Uh, is that their actual buildings? That looks like some uh, cartoon <laughs> version there. Imagine in a, uh, a world in which two asset managers calls the shots, in which their wealth exceeds current US GDP, and where almost every hedge fund, government, and retiree, retiree is a customer. Uh, it's closer than you think. BlackRock and Vanguard, already the world's largest money managers, are less than a decade from managing a total of $20 trillion. According to Bloomberg News calculations, amassing that sum will likely upend the asset manager uh, asset management industry, intensifying their ownership of the largest U.S. companies and test the twin pillars of market efficiency and corporate governance. That's right. Corporate governance. That's what we're looking forward to. And of course, as we've talked about, BlackRock is buying up a tremendous amount of real estate. 
they're the ones who are like resettle. You know, they're part of uh, refugee resettlement programs and all this kind of weird shit, right? Um, the, the BlackRock's going to be the biggest uh, real estate owner in the future here too. Absolutely crazy. And it's these bankers that are doing this, right? I mean, Goldman Sachs kind of fulfilled this role for a little bit there. Um, they were, you know, the the as the world went, as the word went, uh, the a vampire squid uh, on the face of humanity. But then. Um, uh, they kind of fell out of favor. It's still hugely uh, influential. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but BlackRock, which, of course, interesting symbolic name. Look into that, right? The BlackRock. What is it? What, what is that about? There's a group that has uh, these uh, black cubes on their head. The the Kaaba stone, Mecca, and all that stuff. The BlackRock, right? Um, anyway, so uh, so uh, they've taken over that role. They're 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 now the va vampire squid. I don't know too much about Vanguard, but obviously they're hugely. Uh, important as well in all of this. Uh, Arlene Fraser over on Entropy Stream says uh, California's a lot more right-wing than some people realize. It's just that the big population clusters are all concentrated in those coastal regions. Uh, we really should split off into more than one state. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge state, right? Um, yeah, it, it's there has to be breakups. So these, I mean, that's why so many Californians are leaving too. So it's, it's becoming less and less uh, conservative or right-wing, if you will. Uh, for the, those reasons, right? Massive movements of Californians up to this uh, neck of the woods and, and stuff like that. Totally understandable, of course, because it's uh, it's out of control. Uh, okay, let's see what else we had here before we get to uh, COVID. Oh, no, we gotta, we got to talk about Millie, of course. Uh, General Millie. Uh, trader extraordinaire. What, what, what can you say? Collaborator. This is uh, one of the memes that are going around. Uh, and of course, uh, China is much more than communists, but they uh, communists, but they have been using communism, of course, to their uh, to their advantage as a as a, as a tool, as a uh, temporary political tool. Uh, now, of course, they're using market forces, they're using money, uh, they're using capitalism, if you will, you know, all these kinds of things. Uh, but so, basically, the backstory here is that uh, he he collude he colluded with the enemy, right? Let me open that Daily Mail source, actually, Let's see what they had. I uh, forgot to open that one. Uh, General Mark Milley took secret auction to secure nukes from uh, what he called an unstable Trump after he lost the election. And then he ended up calling China uh, and their top military leader to reassure that the country... Uh, to ensure the country that Trump would not attack. Now, there's a caveat to all this, and we'll get to the details a little later. But... Um, this is Bob Woodward, right? He became famous together with uh, Carl Bernstein of the Watergate uh, scandal and all that kind of stuff. Watergate way, way back, right? The Watergate Hotel. And these guys, uh, between them, right? Uh, Bernstein, Woodward, there's a number of other all these old school kind of journalists and investigative reporters, something like that have just they've, they have just lied, right? They've just made this shit up. They're just writing complete nonsense in books, and they're selling it. They're making tons of money on it, right? Uh, but it's it, it's actually looking like this is true. I'm not sure how this hasn't come out before, and how this guy got the exclusive of this. Um, and maybe they had to wait a little bit to like release this information or something because it would be too much of a shitstorm. Maybe I mean it's already a shitstorm, but maybe in too much if um, if if it came too close after Trump uh, lost, uh, well, you know, got um, got cheated out of the election. Millie's extraordinary efforts are detailed in Peril, a new book by Bob Woodward and Robert Costa. He told top military officials that he was 
part of the procedure on military actions. He called the head of China's military two days after the January 6th riot to assure U.S. was not about to attack. Oh, oh good. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs was concerned Trump might take rogue actions to stay in office. I mean, this TDS, the, the Trump derangement syndrome has like... The, the, and then he called Pelosi or something, right? Uh, we're, we're on the way to a right-wing coup. CIA Director Gina Haspel reportedly told Milley, this is bad, uh, but who knows what he might do, Speaker Pelosi reportedly told the guy, right? <laughs> so this is like incredible stuff here. Uh, so he's apparently confirmed the two, and we'll get to that too. Uh, Rand Paul said, uh, Milley should be court-martialed if secret call to Chinese generals is real, and it appears, it appears to be real, right? Um, Senator Rand Paul said that uh, General Mark Milley should be court-martialed if Bob Woodward's claim uh, that the general made secret calls to Communist Chinese General Li Zhuang on October 30th and again on January 8th. Um, so he tweeted out here, I don't care what you think of President Trump, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, working to subvert the military chain of command and collude with China is exactly what we do not accept from military leaders in our country. He should be court-martialed if true. Uh, coupled with that, his inept handling of the withdrawal in a, from Afghanistan. Uh, and it's clear General Milley is no longer fit to serve as chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and should be removed immediately. So it's funny how they talk about uh, collusion, right? They talk about uh, meddling with other nations. They're talking about traitors. They're talking about sedition or, uh, you know, uh, insurrections and all that stuff. And then, of course, it's it's them who's who's doing it. They're, 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 I mean, it's obviously kind of a you know it's been a trade war for years and years with China, right? Um, tighten you know tensions and stuff like that. And then this guy just goes completely behind the back of the uh, commander in chief uh, and, and and doing these things on its own, right? Uh, so Trump released a statement on um, dumbass Milley's treasonous phone calls as General concocted story with Woodward. So that's. So that, that's interesting. Let's see where this goes here with the concocted the story, because apparently he came out and, and, and confirmed this, and we'll get to that in a moment here. Um, he said, uh, actions should be taken immediately against Milley and better generals in our military, of which we have many, should get involved so that another Afghanistan disaster never happens again, Trump said. Uh, Trump released a full-length statement regarding uh, Mark Milley, the white rage general who, according to one of the Watergate reporters, pledged to give a Chinese general advance notice in the case of an American attack on China. President Trump, famous for prof, um, uh, pro proffering, is that what it is? Proofering. Proffering nicknames uh, to his opponent coined a new one for Millie. Dumbass. Well, I wasn't that creative. Uh, I think I could have done better than that. So he spoke out against this, of course, understandable. Uh, and, of course, he had an immediate defense uh, of the mainstream media, uh, of the blue check marks, uh, of the White House and all that kind of stuff. So Saki was out. Uh, the president has complete confidence in his leadership. And she has a uh, was a clip with her. So let's just play that uh, in the bottom here. See what she says. That near the end of the Trump presidency, Chairman Milley had two conversations with his Chinese counterpart, promising the countries would not go to war and that he would give an early warning that something were to happen. In a statement just minutes ago, Chairman Milley did not dispute this account. Uh, on this, does the president feel that these calls were appropriate? Does he have confidence in the chairman? And some Republican senators have called for Chairman Milley to be dismissed. Is he going to keep his job? 
Well, uh, I saw the statement, of course, uh, that the Department of Defense, or I should say the Joint Chiefs spokesperson, uh, just released, minute, released minutes ago. I'm not going to add more or speak to anonymous, unconfirmed reports about conversations with limited context from here. Uh, but what I can assure you all of is that the President knows General Milley. He has been chairman of the Joint Chiefs for almost eight months of his presidency. They've worked side by side through a range of international events. Uh, and the president has complete confidence in his leadership, his patriotism, and his fidelity <laughs> to our Constitution. Since you gave me the opportunity, I just wanted to add, uh, I think it's important to consider uh, some of the context, uh, key context of this period in time, of time in history that we're discussing and is outlined or covered in portions of uh, this book. Um, the outgoing president of the United States during this period of time, uh, fomented unrest, leading to an insurrection and an attack on our nation's capital on January 6th. So pivot and deflect and blame immediately. Oh, well, he's the one who's trying to overthrow. He's not the one who's going behind the back of, well, I mean, you could argue, <laughs> I guess, Israel or something like that then, right? But that would never be that would never be an issue anyway. We're just talking about, uh, you know, Chinese influence and stuff like that, you know, right now. So, of course... Of course, they're going to defend the guy. Uh, absolutely, it, it's the same. It, there is see, there isn't a uh, rules don't apply to these people. Laws don't apply to them. Mandates don't apply to them. They can do exactly what they want. It's the same thing with Fauci, just blatantly caught red-handed now, lying to Congress, lying in front of uh, or the Senate. I forget what where this hearing took place, and um, and that's five years in jail. That's it's five years right there. Uh, and nothing's going to happen to the guy, of course, right? So, so they just—it's—they can do whatever the hell they want. They can collude with the enemy. They can go behind the back of presidents, and it's all—it's all fine. No, don't Which worry about it. All you all have covered extensively, of course. One of the darkest days in our nation's uh, history. Beyond reports, yeah, it's ba it was basically January six was basically nine eleven. We, we we got that we got that talking point in this book. There's been widespread reporting and commentary from members of his own cabinet, the former president's cabinet, I should say, including high-ranking national security officials, questioning the former president's stability, his behavior, and his suitability to oversee the national security of the United States. So those are important questions that need to be discussed uh, as well. I want to follow up to this. Does the president believe that uh, Joe Milley should testify before Congress about his actions during that time? He should. Uh, look, I think we, uh, the president has been clear with his administration and members of his cabinet national security team that we will continue to work with Congress and uh, cooperate with them uh, as appropriate uh, in meeting their needs. We've done that from the beginning of the administration. I would defer to the Department of Defense and the Joint Chiefs for further uh, decisions. So someone was pointing out, what the hell is this sports ball? Let me reload that. Someone's pointing out her. Look at her outfit, though. I mean, it's. I, I mean, I mean, it's not. It, that's not the primary thing. But it is interesting. Obviously, they knew that this would be coming. She literally looks like one of those. Like, <laughs> it's like a Doctor No, uh, outfit. Plus, it's like redder than her. You know, and her than her hair. This is not really camera. You know, usually, you know, people in media and stuff. That's like they they deter, they deter you from using that kind of red because it never looks good on camera and stuff like that. Is this a? Is this a? I'm serious. Is this a message of submission here or something? Is this like a, I don't know, you know how they, you know how they do this kind of gay stuff, like occult and see, you know, hidden symbols and messages with different things. And I don't know if someone pointing out, I, I wouldn't doubt it though. Complete submission. Uh, red, red as the, as the, uh, red as the Chinese, right? Uh, okay. So Millie responds here. Uh, claims usurping president power to give enemy advance notice, just part of regular communications. 
while many Republicans describe the actions of Milley as treasonous, if they indeed took place, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki told reporters that the president is backing Milley. We told that we called, uh, talked about that. Uh, he's patriotic and all this kind of stuff. Uh, as backlash from Woodward's uh, expose of General Milley's apparent treasonous actions grew, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs has issued a damage control statement. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs regularly regularly communicates with chiefs of defense across the world, including with China and Russia. The, well, but do they say, oh, if if we attack you, I'll um, I'll call you. I'll let you know. I'll give you advance to if there was a, it was the, if there was a declaration of war by one side against the other. That's not just regular communication. If you go out and say, I'll pre-warn the other side. Isn't that the, that's the literal definition of treason? And, and what's the what's the punishment for treason again? I believe it's 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 hanging, isn't it? Or you know, up against the wall or something, right? These conversations remained vital to improving mutual understanding of U.S. national security interests, reducing tensions, providing clarity, and avoiding unintended consequences or conflict. This is to show you this too that the president doesn't hold the power. He couldn't do what he wanted to do, Trump. It didn't matter matter the deep state or the permanent government government they're always there and i think even if he i mean what weren't there a situation where trump actually did issue things and 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 the brass was just like no we're not going to do that um so so that that proves it right there right uh his calls with the chinese and others in october and january were in keeping with these duties and responsibilities conveying reassurance in order to maintain strategic stability all called from the chairman to his counterparts, including those reported, are staffed, um, coordinated, and communicated with the Department of Defense and the intra-agency, also in keeping with his responsibilities as senior military advisor to the president and secretary of the defense. General Milley frequently conducts meetings with uninformed, sorry, uniformed leaders across the services to ensure all leaders are aware of current issues. <laughs> but that's not what it's a... If if we go to war, we'll war. I'll warn you ahead of time, so you can so you can do a, so you can strike back and hurt our military. And so you can send nukes first. The meeting regarding nuclear weapons protocols was to remind uniformed leaders uh, in the Pentagon of the long-established and robust procedures in light of media reporting on the subject. General Milley. Uh, continues to act and advise within his authority in the lawful tradition of civilian control of the military and his oath to the Constitution. So, blah, 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 right? So there's someone pulled out here. Uh, General Mark Milley rants that China is not an enemy during a national security summit. And, and again, I'm not one of these. I know it's kind of a it's kind of a boomer take, just only worrying about China, but... It's. A, I mean, it is a problem. It's. It's a. It's a. It's. A, it's a vector in, in in the in the geopolitical scheme of things, and it's clear that there's tensions. And, and look, if China could just take complete control of the U.S., they would happily do so. Uh, the problem is that you have so many literally paid and bought for politicians, people in the business world, spies from China. Look at you know all the what was the the Harvard's guy name again, right? All that, even the, all the ties with Wuhan and this kind of stuff that happened on the back end there, right? I forget what, what the guy's name. He was, I think he's been, being tried for, um, uh, like as a spy or, fuck, I, I got to pull that out again. It was, uh, it was like a Bernstein or something like that. I forget what the Harvard professor's name was. But anyway, listen to um, Millie here. As, as you alluded to in the previous question, uh, China's not an enemy. Uh, 
And I think that's important for people to clearly understand. Uh, China is a rising power. Uh, China has been a rising power since uh, Deng Xiaoping in 79. And they've been clicking off at 10% growth for you know, almost 30 years, and they dropped down to about 7% last year or two. And they'll probably drop again, you know, and come into the range of normalcy and 3 to 5% growth. But that's still significant economic growth. And there's been a really large historic change from a North Atlantic-based global economy to now it's proceeding to be a North Pacific-based global economy. So uh, with respect to China, um, what normally happens historically, it's not in all cases, but in most cases, where you have economic growth of that magnitude typically follows military power. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a, <clears throat> a significant increase in, in uh, Chinese military uh, capabilities over the yeah, last but funded 10, by the West, years. essentially. Uh, and uh, they are going to develop themselves and are developing themselves uh, into a great power. That is yeah, not but the to West's say, help. however, that they're an enemy. They're not, they're not an enemy. Incredible. Charles, Charles Lieber was the guy I was thinking about. Uh, did you guys remember this? Let me pull this in real quick here. Harvard professors arrest racist questions about scientific openness. This is from February 19, 2020. I think there's been developments there. Wasn't there, there was tied to the labs, right? He set up a lab in China and all this stuff, right? Until last month, Charles Lieber lived quiet life of an elite Amer um lived the quiet life of an elite American scientist. His lab at Harvard University researched things like how to meld tiny electronics with the brain. Well, there you go. Look at that. So this is the, the next fourth industrial revolution kind of research here, right? In his spare time, he grew award-winning pumpkins in front of his house. And then on January 28th, the FBI came knocking on the door. Now Lieber faces charges of trading knowledge for money and lying about it. Prosecutors allege he set up a lab in China in exchange for hundreds of thousands of dollars in payments from the Chinese government. And there's so much of this, right? I mean, it's just an endless stream of these politicians, people in influence, basically the Western elites, many of them. Most are just bought and paid for. That's why Australia is in a, in a shitty condition. New Zealand, too, when it comes to this Canada. All the American upper elites are, are they're basically in on this, right? Anyway, so and someone did say too that there was a I forget if it was the link to link to Wuhan with Lieber or something like that. I have to look into this in more detail. But this is just I'm just bringing it up because this is one example, right, of of what these people do, right? Uh, let me see here. So we looked at that. I want to pull up the. Let me see if I can find the. Uh, uh, here is the National Files story here or the source that he admitted it. Uh, apparently here. So let me see what he said, because this was I just saw this before we came on, so I didn't uh, preview this at all. Milley admits to secretly calling CCP general, promising advanced notice of attack amid accusations of treason. General Mark Milley has come clean and admitted to secretly calling the Chinese communist military leader behind President Trump's back. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, came clean and admitted, blah, blah, blah. We read that. Uh, he called the Chinese Communist Party leader Li Zhuzheng uh, and promised to alert the Chinese Communist Party beforehand if any theoretical attack by the United States were to occur during the Trump administration. This comes as many have referred to General Milley's actions as treason against the United States, which is which it, it, it absolutely is in, in, its, in its purest uh, sense. In a shocking admission... The disgraced chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff 
came clean about reports that he secretly contacted the Chinese Communist Party on October 30th, four days before the November 2020 presidential election, to promise that he would alert high-level CCP general beforehand if a potential military attack on the United States was going to occur. Uh, and then he called him once more on January 8th, two days after January 6th, uh, the peace protests at the Capitol. The disgraced general has also been accused of calling uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Get, I want to I hear that call. That would be, that would be great to hear that. Uh, on January 8th to discuss seizing the president's power to authorize the use of nuclear weapons. Which inspired him to hold a secret Pentagon meeting with high-level military intelligence officials during CIA Director Gina Haspel and NSA Director Paul Nakasone to review the processes for military action, instructing them not to take orders from anyone unless he was involved. In a statement released through his spokesperson, General Milley confesses to, to the secret call uh, calls with our nation's greatest geopolitical enemy behind the back of the president, as well as the secretive Pentagon meeting with high-level military intelligence officials. Uh, he, his calls with the Chinese and others in October and January were in keeping with these duties and responsibilities, converting reassurance in order to maintain strategic stability. Right. That's, so is that the statement that we did read already, the gobbledygook uh, uh, explainer nonsense bullshit? Of course. And and this is as usual. They don't actually address the points and the actual things that stand out uh, that makes an action like this treason, right? Um, but yeah, this is what they're going to argue. No, this is completely in standing. This is what, we've always done. This this is what we. This is completely in keeping with uh, with with our ad- attitudes and what we do, whatever. Um, let me see here. Let me see what it says here. Uh, however, many have considered Milley's actions as treason against the United States. So first of all, if it's actually true, which it seems to be. Um, which is hard to believe, it's not, that he would have called China and done these things and was willing to advise them of an attack or in advance of an attack. That's treason. I've had so many calls today saying that's treason, said President Trump, as he told some Newsmax interview there. I assume he would be tried for treason in that he would be uh, would have to be dealing with his Chinese counterpart behind the president's back and telling China that it would be giving them notification of attack, Trump said in the statement later that day. So here's the definition of let's let's see this. Here's the definition of treason. Let's read this and see if this uh, fits. Then, whoever owning allegiance to the United States levies war against them or adheres to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort within the United States or elsewhere, is guilty of treason and shall suffer death. <laughs> there you go, straightforward. Or well, we can okay. Well, we can go with that here. Uh, or shall be imprisoned not less than five years and fined under this title, but not less than $10,000 and shall be incapable of holding any office on the United States. I wonder what the, I guess it would be a um, military court or something that determines which, which direction of that punishment would go then. Misprison of treason. Is that what it's? Misprison? I haven't heard that before. Um, Defines it as this. Whoever owning allegiance to the United States and having knowledge of the commission of any treason against them conceals uh, and does not, as soon as may be, disclose and make known the same to the president or to some judge of the United States or to the governor or some judge or justice of a particular state is guilty of misprison of treason and shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than seven years or both. All right. 
there you go. But of course, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's nothing ever happens to these people. This is the they're doing it right in front of your face, and they're getting away with it while they arrest you for posting memes online and saying mean things. Right? That's basically where we are. It's, this is a narco tyranny. Uh, there's nothing. Nothing is is ever going to change on this front. It's absolutely devastating to see, frankly. Uh, Brad Grembo over on Entropy uh, Stream, Freedom Shekels. Thank you, Brad, so much. Man, thank you for your support, man. Really appreciate it. Hope you're doing well. You got to drop us a word here uh, one of these days. Let us know how things uh, is going for you. Thank you, Brad. Uh, one of the staples of the show, um, Brad, um, and a couple of other supporters, of course. Uh, always good to see you guys. Thank you so much. Do appreciate it. Uh, let me see here. What else we have? Well, we're, while we're on China here, let me uh, let me do this. This is kind of interesting. Interesting uh, take here. Um, not sure what they're doing over there, but uh, let's, let's let's read this here. Chinese state media slams Soros as quote the most evil person in the world and the son of Satan. Do they have a kind of a Abrahamic like a religious? Stands over there. I didn't know. I mean, I, it's a, it's a, you know, of course, it's a, it's a, it's a. They're making a point. I was saying they're religious, but it's interesting that they're using that that uh, wording here. Um, it didn't take China long to respond to George Soros after he went nuclear on Beijing and U.S. investment titans abandoning their ESG ideals to capitalize on China's oppressive market. I'm actually not sure what that is. Sometimes um, Zero Hedge can be very uh, (laughs) technical uh, and not very explanatory on some of the uh, financial market uh, abbreviations. Over the weekend, China's state-run tabloid, Global Times, labeled George Soros a global uh, economic terrorist. I mean, that's that's objectively true. He took down the, uh, the UK. Uh, I think it was Soros that bought up Swedish currency back in the 90s, too, by the way. He crashed our economy, and then, you know, our borders opened, and our whole uh, country transformed after that point. He's an economic hitman, right? That's what, that's that's the term. Uh, in a tit-for-tat exchange playing out in dueling op-eds that underscore the rising temperature in U.S.-China relations. Why? Is, is, is Soros a, a representation of, of the U.S. here? Um, the article published on September 4 accused the billionaire hedge fund manager and liberal donor and Democrat supporters of providing finance to Hong Kong's jailed newspaper owner Jimmy Lai to support the city's anti-Beijing protest in 2019. There's a bunch of deals happening on the back end now, by the way. China, I'm sorry, uh, Japan is entering um, like defense deals and stuff like that with Taiwan. And there's like uh, that's been heating up like crazy kind of while the pandemic stuff is happening, while all this other um, crazy stuff is happening in the West, basically. And and people have speculated that China will basically like invade and try to take over Taiwan here, like just within a couple of years, maybe even sooner. Uh, Anyway, soon thereafter. Soros penned an op-ed for the Wall Street Journal that said New York-based BlackRock's recent, when we talked about them, right? BlackRock's recent $1 billion mutual fund investment in China was a tragic mistake and would lose money for the asset manager's client, Soros wrote. Uh, the BlackRock investment, uh, that BlackRock, let me see, where are we? Uh, sorry, let me go back. Uh, Soros wrote, the BlackRock investment imperils the national security interests of the U.S. Hmm. You got to take that with a grain of salt, too, by the way. That uh, that followed on August 30th, an op-ed source published in the Financial Times that said, said Chinese President uh, Xi Jinping, uh, his crackdown on private enterprise has been a signal, a significant drag on the Chinese economy and could lead to a crash. So I think it was, um, was it uh, Ice Age Pharma that said something that there's a, uh, there's like a food short- shortage issue in China as well. There's like a, a potential coming 
starvation with uh, with them and i mean this could happen in every country i recognize that right but um there was like a warning that it's like if, if you know if china goes hungry they go to war or something i think it was ice age farmer that said that um need to follow up on that too but this is interesting uh soros said um uh, indices such as mscis and acewis uh, and the ESG leaders index and BlackRock ESG uh, uh, aware have effectively forced hundreds of billions of dollars belonging to U.S. investors into Chinese companies whose corporate governance does not meet the required standard. Power and accountability is now exercised by one man, G, who is not accountable to any international authority. So does this mean uh, uh, we? Uh, is this good? If Soros is against it, is is that good? So, is that what we can say? I want to see when they call him the the son of Satan. Uh, wh- wh- where was that? Uh, here we go. The article added that his Open Society Foundations financed Human Rights Watch, which is claimed spread rumors against China over recent matters in Hong Kong and Xinjiang, as well as the origin of the COVID-19 pandemic. The Global Times commentary also claimed Soros had colluded with Apple uh, Apple Daily founder Jimmy Lai. To, is that the name of the uh, paper? Apple Daily? Uh, Jimmy Lai to try uh, to try to start a color revolution in Hong Kong in 2019, which uh, wasn't that that was actually true, right? Wasn't it? Um, it also described Soros as the most evil person in the world and the son of Satan. Um, ESG, environmental social governance, uh, and is a way to impose woke values on companies. There we go. Thank you for the definition. Uh, Fateful Destiny block. I appreciate that. That's that's good. Well, there you go. Right. Yeah, so they so Soros has a specific way that they need to do, you know, to do things to get their hooks into companies. You know, they have a lot of power; they can do a lot of things. So they need to be under the thumb of the elite and the ruling class. And I guess that China is breaking ranks to a certain ex- extent from that. Of course, it doesn't mean that there are that there are friends or have, or have our interest in mind or anything like that, right? Obviously, right? Uh, but okay, that's interesting, right? That is very interesting. Uh, so we'll keep following that, but things are heating up on, on many different fronts. And again, the Chinese Taiwan Taiwanese situation uh, is definitely worth uh, keeping an eye on uh, because that's how crazy it goes. Uh, I hope this wasn't taken down because I would be very disappointed if this was taken down. Let me try to reload this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, hmm. Let me see here. So I had a video I wanted to show you guys of China destroying massive amount of building um, uh, apartment complexes. But for some reason, that's not loading. Let me see if I can pull, a, pull up a copy of this hit re- real quick here. Uh, I had it in, uh, in my software here. And let me see if I can find it. <clears throat> no, it looks like that's been taken down. God damn it. Page doesn't exist. Okay, let me see if I can find a, a copy <laughs> or something. It was crazy. It was it was China showing uh, they were taking down like must have been twenty major uh, apartment complexes at the same time. Um, let me see if I can find something on that. This is from twenty twenty. This can't be it, right? Uh, China's countryside housing complexes are built to be torn down. Is this part of the? This is not the video here, though. But that's this is kind of what I'm. Uh, this is kind of what I'm looking at. Let me see here. I really want to play the video. It was, it was crazy. The point too I wanted to make with that. <clears throat> of course, they took it down. God damn it. Um, the point I wanted to make with that too uh, is that I've never seen the United Nations 
<clears throat> Sims here. This is the account that tweeted it out. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, the point is, I've never seen the United Nations uh, push immigration on China. I've never seen them, uh, you know, how you, we in the West, we have to like make room for migrants and stuff. I guess it's, yeah, this is like an art. They pub publish like architectural things and demolition and all kinds of things like that. All right. Well, that's too bad. I, I guess they took it down. But it was incredible, like just one building after another, just boom, 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 boom. And it, and it was like, does no one ever put pressure on China? What about the UN, right? They're, they're, they're part of the UN councils and all these things, right? Why couldn't um, – th these are literally thousands of apartments. It would, it would house maybe even 10,000 10, people at least, some of these buildings, right? You clearly have the economy. You clearly have – Uh, the infrastructure if you're demolishing building because buildings because no one is moving in, in into them right um so they were sitting unfinished for eight years and then no one was you know it was mar housing market didn't do that well let's just dim let's just demolish it all just let's just take it down right um that's how crazy it is in china uh right now but anyway that's a shame uh wish i could have shown that to you Um, but let me talk about this. Speaking of uh, Im immigration, right? Because we in the West we're being we're being plagued um, by migrants, right? And I've done shows in the past of uh, what we call humili humiliation crimes uh, in Sweden. Uh, there's young uh, Swedish, often males, but it could be uh, females as well, uh, and there are harassed. Uh, they're in some cases uh, raped. In this case, we're talking about a boy here, a young boy, 21 years old. Kenny Friedberg is his name. Uh, he was raped with a bottle. They put it up his, his, his uh, anus, right? Uh, he was raped by an immigrant gang for six hours. Guess what happens next? Kenny is in, in, in the courtroom. And the immigrants are laughing at him ridiculing him during the court uh the, the 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 case right the court case so he ends up calling them names and now kenny is charged with a hate crime for incitement because he called them bad names as they were laughing at him in the courtroom that that basically sums up the the swedish system that we're living in right now So this is this is you know we remember this kind of stuff. We, we it's not you know we we might not have everything in place right now to to push back, but this is something that builds up over time. The pressure builds up over time, and if there is no release of that pressure, it will it will essentially explode. The 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 release of that energy that's kept up and and, and you know built up over time always need an out, right? And so each day that goes by, as we hear these cases, more and more people are understanding what is being done to us, who these people are, they're coming in, what their what their goals are, right? That we can't, uh, we we are being, our children are being humiliated by these people. They're being robbed, raped. It's the the worst of the worst that's happening to us, right? And this is not this is not going to go away. This is not going to stop, right? And at some point, we take a path where we, where we end this buildup of energy before it's too late, right? That's that's what I'm saying here. And we might be on the retreat for now. And we might be backpedaling. We might be we might not have the manpower that we need to stop this kind of 
these kinds of actions and this kind of behavior. But one day we will. It might take a long time. It might take a very long time. I hope it doesn't, but it might take a long time. But it do that doesn't matter. That's totally irrelevant. At some point, we are going to push back. And when we push back, it's going to be relentless as payback for the, for this kind of behavior. I mean, it's just it's just it's just a fact, right? And this includes the political class in Sweden and the and the, and the so-called justice system, which are criminally charging guys like this for saying names. While these people, many of them, as we've seen, they they are let free. They're out on community service. They gang rape women for hours and hours on end, and they're let let out. Right? So a story out of the EU. Um, where we import essentially criminal immigrants uh, and like none of the deportation which is supposed to happen actually happen and stuff like that, right? And just another fine example of the kind of the kind of individual that we're getting in Sweden here. There's a, a taxi driver. This is in Sweden too, right? Uh, Muhammad, very uh, very original, uh, unique name there for you. Taxi driver Muhammad uh, has have forced his hand into the vagina of several of his disabled female customers while they're relying on him to get a ride to go where they need to go, right? That's him right there. That's what he's spending his time doing. This is Muhammad. This is, this is the, the, the type that we're getting. This is the, the addition that we're getting to our It's vital for these people to be in our countries because we wouldn't survive without these people, right? That's what we hear. What, what does our government do? Nothing. They look the other way. What does our justice system do? Nothing. They look the other way. And here's another story, too. Swedish government to let in more ISIS terrorists this fall, by the way. There's been a huge discuss, discussion in Sweden uh, regarding the, the so-called returning ISIS fighters. In many cases, there's also wives of ISIS fighters and stuff like that. And the social democratic uh, rulership in Sweden have been fighting tooth and nail uh, to make sure that all these people can go back, right? I saw another headline uh, today about how they talked about the, the, the gang criminality in Sweden, which is out of control, right? They're dominating many regions. These are the true no-go zones, and they're there. They're the, 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 you know, the media can try to gaslight us. They can try to pretend it's not happening. International media can keep lying about it, but that's just what it is. These are no-go zones. Uh, Swedes cannot go there. They will be robbed and or murdered, right? Abu uh, attacked, assaulted, etc. Uh, but so this is what they're spending their time on, right? Try to get the criminal class back into our country because this is what they want. Uh, they're they're an agent for chaos. They're 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 a they're there to ensure that we as the as the Swedish people will suffer to the maximum as much as possible while of course these people also then drain our economic system and all this kind of stuff right and and, and speaking about this was another story here too uh, out of Sweden the cost for the elderly migrants that are in our country have skyrocketed to such an extent over the uh, over the last 10 years that we are, are unable to be able to pay our bills essentially right as a country. So we're importing these people. We're importing them in. They don't go work. They don't do any of the things that the politicians claim that they were going to do. And like, well, they they'll take care of us when we're older. No, their kids rape our kids. Their kids rob our kids. 
their kids anally rape our kids with bottles, right? And we're paying for it. Do you think this is just going to this is just going to go away? There's nothing. One day it will just be fixed. <laughs> it's like this is delusional, right? There is a, a incredible, and I wish it wasn't so. Right? I'm just, I'm just saying that this is, this is like, it's completely the political class doing here, and the, and the media, the media is responsible for this too, right? But what's coming down the pipe here is is just ruthless, nonstop warfare. It's the only way out of a situation like this. And I think they know this too. And so this is not the reason why they're keeping this kind of information out of the mainstream, right? This is a, an alternative paper. Samhelsnitt or Samnitt is a source here. Fridatider Free Times is another source. They, they, they cover these kinds of things. When the mainstream media keep denying these or not covering these kinds of stories time and time again, I mean, every, every day there are things like this. I, I, I rarely, I take a slice now and then and I'll let you guys know about it, right? But this is like the environment now for us and for, us, for our kids in Sweden. By not covering this, by denying this, by conspiracy by omission, if you will, they ensure that when a a reaction to this finally begin when when the when the when it finally bubbles over and you cannot keep the the rage and the anger and the the need for redress and retribution. When you can't keep that at bay anymore, it will be spun like the people that are doing this, fighting back, defending themselves, are the aggressors, right? That that's the very reason and the very function for why they never cover this, why they never talk about it. it it's also this idea that then it, it puts us in, in as a victim class and all these kinds of things, right? But the very point is is, is there as soon as you have a you know Sons of Odin or something out on the streets and they're ensuring safety in certain areas, then the barrage of article comes. Look at all these neo-Nazis that are out for no, for no reason whatsoever. They just, they're just going out there and they're just targeting innocent people for no reason whatsoever, right? That's how they keep the that narrative alive, right? So you can go back to the Balkans, you go back to you know, any of these kinds of conflicts, right? It's, it's always been the same. And then you have a, a, a NATO type of establishment that sides with the uh, with the with the original aggressors, right? It's incredible, absolutely incredible. I saw this meme that was kind of funny um, today that it, that it's war, right? There's a guy from Sweden linking that up, right? Um, and it's true. It's it's a it's a demographic it's a demographic war, right? Many of these people are completely maladjusted when they come to our societies. Many of them, most of them, turn to, crim- turn to criminality, gang violence, rape, all these kinds of things, robberies. And then, of course, they blame us for that, right? Oh, it's we, we, we're just doing this, you know, to them. It's, it's always, you know, it's always our fault. We have to bend back. We have to, we have to apologize. We di- well, we didn't do enough. And, oh, that was the point I was going to mention earlier. I saw the headlines of the gang criminality. They said the police chief in Sweden said something like, it will take... 10 to 15 years before we've 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 tackled this problem and then you think like okay well what are they going to do are they going to you know tighten up the criminal system are they going to really start you know in a, in a way then militarizing the police and ensuring that the the military the foreign hostile army on the other end here the middle eastern and and, and north african and in some cases sub-saharan african one that they're pushed back no 
they're talking about no we have to get we have to the kids that are going to grow up and do this criminality we have to spend more money on them we have to ensure that they don't want to turn to criminality we basically have to we have to bribe we have to pay them not to hurt us we have to pay them money not to rape our children that's the argument from the swedish you know criminal system right the ju- the so-called justice system that's the solution if we import these people and just pay them ridiculous amounts of money maybe they will maybe they won't turn to criminality maybe they won't rape us and our kids right that's the, that's the argument here which of course is never going to work these people are they 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 uh their impulses their, their instinct react to weakness you know and it's true we're 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 weak we're, we're extremely weak right incredibly weak collectively speaking we're we're fleeing and we're retreating on every on every front right because we're not used to this and, and our kids is not used to this environment this is this is new to us we've had peaceful societies high trust societies for you know in sweden more than 200 years right there's like you know multiple generations that was bred into this and then furthermore our even elite uh, system our, our, our rulers if you go back a few hundred years uh, they had a, there was a ruthless system against the criminally oriented. Anybody who did slightest crime, they were they were they were executed. It was like a, a eugenics program in, in in many Nordic countries, where they basically they anybody that had were criminally inclined or had issues like that, they were um, uh, executed. Uh, they, they they were sterilized. Right? There's all these things. Right? So they essentially they bred a peaceful, um, manageable herd in in many Scandinavian countries. And, and, and now they're subjecting us to this. But but you can't stop evolution. You can't stop e- eventually the, the life drive and stuff like that. Uh, so, so, so sadly, completely at the fault of the elites, not us, uh, this will cause a reaction. And when we finally fight back, uh, we're going to be blamed as the aggressor. That's how insane it is. And that's why it's the it's the ruling class that they're more of enemies than these people. These people are just a just a tool. They need to be in their countries, in their culture, with their people, and they need to sort this out. It's not for us, right? Absolutely not. Absolutely not for us. Uh, all right, right. Let me take a couple of these entropy streams here. Uh, Robothink says um, it is unfucking believable that these scum uh, of the earth uh, immigrants get away with what they get away with. Robothink says. Yeah, it's incredible times. Uh, Michael57DE says, Mohammed is a very Swedish name now. I heard it's the most popular name for newborn boys in Sweden. Yeah, there and in London, of course. And, and you know, it's because they, <laughs> everyone names their kid that. So, no, they don't have a, a yet a demographic, uh, uh, you know, uh, upper hand. They will. Eventually they will if we don't stop this, right? But um, I think it was London, the same thing, right? They all, I mean... What's the most common name in Sweden now? Uh, Fredrik Per Andreas or something like that, probably, right? Uh, th- there's plenty of those, too. But we have a little bit more originality. We don't we, we don't all name them, you know, Stenoke or something, you know what I mean? Well, all of them are named Björn. Um, but, yeah, so they were gonna have to, they're going to have to go back, and, and that's that. There's really no other way about this. Uh, they will have to go back, and uh, we will restore our countries. That, that's, the, that's the only... Um, outcome here that's possible right uh, and oh I saw this too this could be interesting to mention you know we talked about the energy prices and the energy costs and, and all that kind of stuff g- going up uh, incredibly right now in Sweden as it, as it starts getting colder happening in many other regions too of course but someone tweeted this out um, 
southwest of of, uh, of uh, Piteå, an area in Sweden, uh, a town in, uh, in Sweden. Look at this image here. This is what they're building. Like the, as as we're being like occupied, conquered, uh, as we have a foreign, hostile, aggressive army amongst our in our midst. They're also destroying our nature with these kinds of hideous, soul-crushing. You know, I mean, this is like if if you had an if you had an interdimensional reptilian species that were trying to destroy your soul so that they can occupy your body or something like that. Th this is what they would do. This is the shit that they would like. This is the stuff that they would put up all over nature. It looks like some kind of alien occupation of like th the tripods, some kind of like war of the worlds or something like that. They don't even paint them, and not that, that would help in this case, right? And the no then the noise from this thing, right? The noise from this, the birds that are dying. I mean, it's incredible. It's like we're being fucked over on every possible conceivable level, and it's and it's all about breaking down our will, destroying our connection to to the authentic, to the real, to the things that matter, right? It, it's it's just it's a crime on every front. Oof, horrendous, horrendous stuff. Okay, so let's uh, change topic a little bit um, from this. Uh, over to, I guess, something a little bit more less dramatic, uh, a little bit more entertaining. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, it could be worth uh, covering here. Uh, so we saw when uh, Biden was in Boise, Idaho recently, he was talking to, you know, regarding the wildfires and stuff like that. And it was old climate change and all these kinds of things. When he started talking and starting asking people questions, someone cut the feed, right? And, and this guy brings that up. Many times they've they've cut the feed. Uh, they, they turn off his mic. You know, these kinds of things. It's almost like someone doesn't want us to know what he's talking about or they're afraid he will go off the script or something like that, right? Uh, so this senator actually brought this up. Let, uh, let's check this out. Look, we've all seen this. We saw it as, as recently as yesterday. Somebody in the White House has authority to press the button and stop the president, cut off the president's uh, uh, speaking ability and sound. Who is that person? <laughs> I think anyone who knows the president, uh, including members of this uh, committee, knows that... Uh, <laughs> He speaks very clearly and very uh, deliberately uh, for himself. Uh, no one else does. Well, are you, are you saying that there is no one in the White House that can cut him off? Because yesterday that happened, and it's happened a number of times before that. It's been widely reported that somebody has the ability to push the button and, and cut off his sound and stop him from speaking. Who is that person? There is, there is no such person. Again, uh, the president uh, speaks for himself. Uh, makes all of the strategic decisions uh, informed by the best advice that he can get from the uh, the people around him. So are you unaware that this is actually happening? Because it happened yesterday at the uh, interagency fire center. Can I ask you a question? Of course. One of the things that uh, I've been working on with some others is... It was widely reported, <laughs> yep. the media's reported on it, and it's not the first time it's happened, it's happened several times. Are you telling this, are you telling this committee that this does not happen, that there's no one in the White House who pushes the button and, <laughs> and cuts him off in mid-sentence? That's correct. <laughs> Jake, just lie. It's not happening. What even so is this the life didn't thing? happen yesterday, nor nope. on the other occasions where the media showed the American people 
that his sentence was cut off in mid-sentence. Yeah. Are you saying that didn't happen? Senator, I'm, I, I really don't know what you're, uh, what you're referring to. All I can tell you is, uh, having uh, worked with the president uh, for now uh, 20 years, both here uh, on this committee uh, and uh, in, uh, over the last nine months at the White House, the president very much speaks for himself. So they just they just lie. They just they just gas. What even is a what even is a press conference? What even is a live feed? What do you what do you even what even is that? Doesn't even exist. What are you even talking about? No, no, no. It's he's he speaks for himself. It's not even happening. Uh, this is their this is their uh, their their method. See, again, they don't care about the people who know the truth. They don't they don't. I mean, they care about them, but they and, and they want to, you know, <laughs> they want to take them over. They want to pervert them. They want to, you know, change their mind. They want to take control of those people or get rid of them altogether or something. I, I get that, right? But it's not about that. It's about that this will be fact-checked. And it was like, no, Lincoln said it was, no, no one is cutting off any feeds to Biden. We can all hear everything he says, and it's not even happening. Uh, hey, I saw a, uh, from Youth, as I said for short here, Youth, uh, send a link. Link to a video of the buildings being demolished in China. It's from two weeks ago, but it's probably the one you're looking for. It is the one. Thank you so much, uh, you for sending that. That's awesome. Check this out here. So this is the the point. the 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 point I wanted to make here, the um, bridge into the topic, was we in the West get all these migrants, right? We have even no. There's a housing housing shortage. We have nowhere to place these people. We just keep importing them, and there's zero pressure on China. Uh, to do anything about that. But look, like, check, check this out. This is just some crazy footage here. Incredible. The one I saw was like a, uh, even a drone, I mean, it's the same one, but it's like a drone shot and they were shooting, like panning it across as they're just demolishing like, you know, at least I think 30 of these high rises. Imagine all the, the Syrian refugees that could live there, the Afga- Afghanis now, right? When, when there's time to house them in our countries. Millions are, are heading towards Europe right now. Where are they going to live? Where are they going to stay? You set up tent cities for them. They're doing that in the U.S. right now. They're building tent cities in certain areas, right? Why does not China take them? <laughs> Think about that for a second. I'm, I'm serious. It's not just like, like, where is the pressure for these people to take these people in? The U. Does the UN ever say anything? I mean, I know they don't need population replacement in in, in China in terms of you know or replacement for low fertility rates. They they don't need that, right? Uh, but that's just insane. Thank you, you uh, for short uh, for sending that. Very um, very cool. I appreciate that. Good to have you. Uh, good to have some people with us. That's uh, knows what we're talking about. Let me just check uh, interview real quick. I think we're caught up to speed there. Okay, let's see here. We did the. Uh, uh, Biden here. Let me talk. Let me talk about this too. Here, this is another thing, right? FBI priorities by the FBI. This is an interesting story uh, from today. Here, uh, the girl. I think it was multiple girls that were sexually abused by Larry Nazar, uh, and it, he was a he was a sports coach, right? Uh, let me just find his his details real quick here. It's a sports coach, uh, coach, and he was. Uh, molesting these kids right i remember this was the footage where the dad uh literally in the courtroom i'll see if i can find that later too was was getting up from his chair to like beat the shit living shit out of this guy uh right but um yeah former doctor convicted sex offender 
for 18 years, he was the team doctor of the United States women's national gymnastics team. So he was sexually abusing and molesting, in many cases, underaged girls, right? And of course, what happened? The FBI didn't even take down the reports. It took them 17 or 18 months before they decided to even note anything about this. And when they did, claims one of the victims here, Michaela Marooney, they lied about it. They, they, they wanted to cover up and then they lied about it. See, they're busy framing people uh, who's posting memes on the internet or something like that, right? Let me read up here. Uh, U.S. Olympics gymnast Michaela McRooney accused the FBI of concealing her detailed account of sexual abuse by Larry Nazar at a Senate hearing on the agency's investigation. Not only did the FBI not report my abuse, but when they eventually documented my report 17 months later, they made entirely false claims about what I said. She said it uh, Wednesday alongside her fellow gymnast. She detailed how she spoke of the phone to the FBI and described her sexual abuse in extreme detail. Maruni said that the FBI, um, she first met Nazar, uh, Maruni said she told the F F FBI she first met Nazar when she was 13 years old and that he first, the first thing he ever said to her was to change into shorts without wearing underwear because it would be easier for him to work on her. There you go. Within minutes, he had his fingers in my vagina, she testified. These are the, these are the, these are the people, folks, that are running the show, right? These are the people that are getting leniency from the FBI's. They try to help to cover it up. They try to, it, it's, I mean, it's so utterly deprived and despicable. We're at the, sometimes I just, I just, sometimes I think about anti, antibody dependent enhancement and I just like, please let it be true. <laughs> please let this happen. Please end this thing, right? I have a clip here. It's kind of long, but let's play a little bit from it. It's from her uh, testimony here. Let's see what she says. Good morning. Thank you, Chairman Durbin, Ranking Member Grassley, and members of the Judiciary Committee for inviting me to speak today. As most of you are probably aware, I was molested by the U.S. Gymnastics National Team and Olympic Team Doctor Larry Nassar. And in actuality, he turned out to be more of a pedophile than he was a doctor. What I'm trying to bring to your attention today is something incredibly disturbing and illegal. After telling my entire story of abuse to the FBI in the summer of 2015, not only did the FBI not report my abuse, but when they eventually documented my report 17 months later, they made entirely false claims about what I said. After reading the Office of Inspector General's OIG report, I was shocked and Here's the guy right there. I just want to show you a picture of him. That that's him right there. Deeply disappointed at this narrative they chose. Just to look at that face. They chose to lie about what I said and protect a serial child molester rather than protect not only me but countless others. My story is one in which special agent in charge Jay Abbott and his subordinates did not want you to hear, and it's time that I tell you. In the summer of 2015, like I said, I was scheduled to speak to the FBI about my abuse with Larry Nassar over the phone. I was too sick to go meet with anyone in person, and talking about this abuse would give me PTSD for days. But I chose to speak about it to try and make a difference and protect others. I remember sitting on my bedroom floor for nearly three hours as I told them what happened to me. 
I hadn't even told my own mother about these facts, but I thought as uncomfortable and as hard as it was to tell my story, I was going to make a difference and hopefully protecting others from the same abuse. I answered all of their questions honestly and clearly, and I disclosed all of my molestations I had endured by Nassar to them in extreme detail. They told me to start from the beginning. I told them about the sport of gymnastics, how you make the national team, and how I came to meet Larry Nassar when I was 13 at a Texas camp. I told him that the first thing Larry Nassar ever said to me was to change into shorts with no underwear because that would make it easier for him to work on me. And within minutes, he had his fingers in my vagina. The FBI then immediately asked, did he insert his fingers into your <clears throat> record? So, so just, just for the record here, <clears throat> that means that the FBI are protecting pedophiles, right? They're protecting child molesters. While they're busy trying to set up sting operations and frame people for January 6th and the you do, they are the real domestic terrorists or the white, uh, white supremacists and all this bullshit. They're protecting and helping to cover up pedof pedophiles, right? What their activities should tell you something right there, uh, who these people are and who we're dealing with here. I said, no, he never did. They asked if he used gloves. I said, no, he never did. They asked if this treatment ever helped me. I said, no. It never did. This treatment was 100% abuse and never gave me any relief. I then told the FBI about Tokyo the day he gave me a sleeping pill for the plane ride to then work on me later that night. That evening, I was naked, completely alone, with him on top of me, molesting me for hours. I told them I thought I was going to die that night because there was no way that he would let me go. But he did. I told them I walked the halls of Tokyo Hotel at 2 a.m. at only 15 years old. I began crying at the memory over the phone, and there was just dead silence. I was so shocked at the agent's silence and disregard for my trauma. After that minute of silence, he asked, is that all? Those words in itself was one of the worst moments of this entire process for me. To have my abuse be minimized and disregarded by the people who were supposed to protect me just to feel like my abuse was not enough. Yep. But the truth is my abuse was enough and they wanted to cover it up. USA Gymnastics in, in concert with the FBI and the Olympic Committee were working together to conceal that Larry Nassar was a predator. I then proceeded to tell them about London and how he'd sign me up last on his sheet so he could molest me for hours twice a day. I told, him, I told them how he molested me right before I won my team gold medal. How he gave me presents, bought me caramel macchiatos and bread when I was hungry. I even sent them screenshots of Nassar's last text to me, which was, Michaela, I love how you see the world with rose-colored glasses. I hope you continue to do so. This was very clear, cookie-cutter pedophilia and abuse. And this is in... <clears throat> Did you recognize that other guy right there? Yeah, not, another one who's covering this kind of stuff up. Absolutely. ...important because I told the FBI all of this, and they chose to falsify my report and to not only minimize my abuse, but silence me yet again. I thought, given the severity of this situation, that they would act quickly for the sake of protecting other girls. But instead, it took them 14 months to report anything when Larry Nassar, in my opinion, should have been in jail that day. 
The FBI, USOC, and USAG sat idly by as dozens of girls and women continued to be molested by Larry Nassar. According to the OIG report, about 14 months after I disclosed my abuse to the FBI, nearly a year and a half later, the FBI agent who interviewed me in 2015 decided to write down my statement, a statement that the OIG report determined to be materially false. Let's be honest. By Are not you know taking immediate action from my report, they allowed a child molester to go free for more than a year. And this inaction directly allowed Nassar's abuse to continue. What is the point of reporting abuse if our own FBI agents are going to take it upon themselves to bury that report in a drawer? They had legal, legitimate evidence of child abuse and did nothing. If they're not going to protect me, I want to know who are they trying to protect? The pedos. What's even more upsetting to me is that we now... We know that these FBI agents have committed an obvious crime. They falsified my statement, and that is illegal in itself. Yet no recourse has been taken against them. The Department of Justice refused to prosecute these individuals. Why? Deputy Attorney General the, Lisa Monaco system, the, the couldn't even thing. bring herself to be here today. And it is the Department of Justice's job to hold them accountable. I am tired of waiting for people to do the right thing. Because my abuse was enough, and we deserve justice. <clears throat> you're, you're, uh, you're expecting the, uh, the, the, the fox uh, to do justice by the hands. It's, it's the fox guarding the hen house. That's, that's what this is. Uh, they're part of a system uh, that thrives and li- lives and continues. It, 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 uh, the lifeblood of the system uh, it, it is has this as a integral part to it, right? Child abuse, uh, which leads to, you know, blackmail, people being compromised, right? The whole Epstein thing. There's people in, you know, celebrity culture. Here's people now in sports and stuff like that, right? Tied into it and stuff like that. And who knows? Maybe some of these girls were, you know, trafficked further later on or something like that, right? Um, Anyway, let's hear the last minute of her out here. These individuals clearly violated policies and were negligent in executing their duties. And in doing so, more girls were abused by Larry Nassar for over a year. To not indict these agents is a disservice to me and my teammates. It is a disservice to the system, which was built to protect all of us from abuse. It was a disservice to every victim who suffered needlessly at the hands of Larry Nassar after I spoke up. Why are public servants whose job is to protect getting away with this? This is not justice. Enough is enough. Today, I ask you all to hear my voice. I ask you, please do all that is in your power to ensure that these individuals are held responsible and accountable for ignoring my initial report, for lying about my initial report, and for covering up for a child molester. Yep. In closing, I would like to express my deep gratitude to the United States Senate, a very powerful institution, they're that the same. from the very beginning has fought for us rather no. than against us. No, it's just Thank for show. Thank you, and I welcome any questions. Yeah. All right, so it's just it's just for show. This is part of the system. This is part of the lifeblood of it. This is what it feeds on. It's evil, demonic, uh, call it whatever you want, satanic. This is the this is this is the elite. This is what they do. 
right? And, he, and Larry Nazar was an integral part of that. Like, small part. I'm not saying he's the, the main guy here. You know, he's not a, you know, Dutroux, like in Belgium, right? But it's part of it. And so you're turning to the very people for help that are actually enabling some of this, right? Do you guys remember the dad? I found the clip. Check this out. This is, this is, now he, see, the dad's arrested. He's the problem. Look at that. He's the, look, look, look at this footage. If you have some words that you would like to say, this is the father. I would like to give you the opportunity one of the victims. to say. I would ask you to, as part of the sentencing, to grant me five minutes in a locked room of this demon. I have Would you do that? I, I that is not yes how or our, no. No, sir, I can't. Would you do give me that. one minute? I, you know that I can't do that. That's not how our legal system. Well, that, oh. They're depriving this father of of something which has been part of human nature for as long as we can remember. Like and 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 an injustice. I mean, it goes beyond these words, right? But in, in injustice that have been made towards his daughters, and he's the one, right? That's getting. I don't even know what happened to this guy after, afterward. I'm sure he was prosecuted. I'm, I'm sure there was fines, or maybe he even said, maybe he even went to jail for a while. I should look it up. In fact, we played it a, a while ago, way back, right? It's it. This this is the system that we're, that we're in right now. I, I'm not saying that it's it's always going to be better, like a, a, a tooth for a tooth or an eye for an eye or something like that, right? But but there's something to this where like you can, you can't get a man like that needs revenge, right? That's why he was asking for a minute in a cage with this demon, right? To to correct an error, right? To to fix an obvious flaw, <laughs> right? You understand? And that's what they're depriving. So, so, so as the very system that these people are turning to to get help, to expose, to to stop criminal acts, they're helping to cover it up. And the father is the bad guy for wanting to fix this problem, something which which should not exist in a in a healthy and functioning society. <sighs> Holmgong, something, something, right? You know what I mean? Holmgong, do you guys know about that? Home going old old, uh, old classic Nordic legal uh, requirement, right? You've 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 lied about someone, you've made something up, you've uh, done a grave error on someone, 
you you get you grant the accuser the chance to to face the accused, right? And and, and vice versa in a sense then I guess, but that you need that needs to be solved like energetically. That's what, what I talked about earlier. It's it's more just it's camped up and 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 pinned. It, 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 there's no release for this for 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 the wrongdoing, right? And so, hence, instead, from the suppression, our our, our system is just rotting from the inside in a way. It's it's just an incredible case, really. Um, unbelievable times. These fucking monsters are are, are getting away with it, right? And so where are where are we? What, what's what's what 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 does the world concern itself? Well, well, it's it's the Met Gala, right? That's what <laughs> that's what that's what people are looking at, focusing on. This is this is the greatest show, and this is what's happening, folks. This is what you should be focused on and paying attention to. This right here. And as I said before, sometimes I, I, I think of ADE, right? Antibody-dependent enhancement. And I just like, maybe, maybe it's true. Maybe it is true. What if it is true? What happens then? You get me here? Do you understand? Uh, all right, let me do a couple of these here. Um, Charlie Foxtrot says, Peace Brother will uh, fix these problems one day. We'll have to. Thank you, Charlie. Appreciate that. Um, R.N. Jimzus. Jim Zeus. Sorry I'm late and gay. No worries. It was better late than never, as they say. Uh, and follow-up from R.N. here says, uh, public execution for child predators, right? Um, so, is, so there's this obvious thing where, like, if, they, if they've caught red-handed or they've, they've confessed to it or, like, there's no, there's no doubt it's not a... A mystery in the sense that, like, well, there are things that point to that it might not be this person or something like that, right? But like, these are these are the word the worst monster, and we're, and we're living in a world right now where they're trying to get us to sympathize, sympathize right, with with uh, with pedophiles and child sex sex predators and all this kind of stuff, right? Where we're, no, it's not really their fault. It's just a sexual sexual orientation, right? That's what they're uh, trying to argue right now. That's how sick this society is. Instead of defending the children that needs this, the, 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 it's it's the. I mean, if we let that go, everything is everything else is gone. There is not literally nothing that's worth saving, or nothing that's worth. I mean, it, it's it, it has all fallen at that point. If we fail to do the most basic function, you know, basic function that we are supposed to do which is to ensure that threats and demons and monsters cannot predate on our on our children, right? Uh, it's incredible times. All right. A different show today. I didn't, didn't expect you to <laughs> go deep into some of these areas, but I, I mean whatever, it, it has to be said, it has to be it has to be highlighted. It's just so fucked up everything. It's it's crazy. Um so let's talk about the uh, the safe and effective uh, vac experiment, the COVID vac experiment. We'll we'll begin with a couple of these things here. Um, GoFundMe cancels grieving father's fundraiser for son who died from the vaccine. There, th- this is the, this is where we're at, folks. This is where it is. Here, here it is, right? 
A Texas man was prohibited from collecting donations after his teenage boy was fatally immunized against the deadly COVID-19. Oh, it's a deadly COVID. I guess it continues on that screenshot. The deadly COVID-19 vaccine or the, <laughs> the disease or whatever, right? But this is what they do. Instead, they remove the person who brings an inconvenient truth to the table. So they just deny, they just deny, and they just say, no, there's, not, there's nothing to this. It's, it's all fine. It's all fine. It's safe and effective, and you just shut up. Because everybody needs to be immunized. Everybody needs to get this thing, right? So there was an interesting uh, clip here, and it kind of relates, I guess, to the Nazar thing. We'll see what your interpretation of this is. Um, we talked about um, Norm Macdonald earlier but, uh, from, from Saturday Night Live. Here's an, another uh, Saturday Night Live comedian. He kind of had an interesting uh, little rant here the other day. Uh, and it was over the, the COVID stuff, but he kind of he, he, he ventured into some other areas as well. Apparently, he ended up canceling show venues or shows at venues that were requiring uh, the vaccination, right? Jim Brower is his name. I have not followed this guy. I don't know too much about him. Uh, but listen to what he said here in this uh, little clip here. He did a little, uh, I don't know, Instagram or Twitter video or something like that. Uh, listen to this. Let me tell you something about some big, big sports stars. If you honestly knew what some of your favorite big superstars really did behind closed doors. If you knew what your favorite late night talk show host did behind closed doors. If you really knew what your favorite radio star, TV star, newscaster truly did behind closed doors, None of us are perfect. We all do weird things. We're all freaky and weird and crazy. Speak but for yourself, you man. Knew, you wouldn't follow half the people. You wouldn't listen. And I tell you what, I put doctors on that list. I put CEOs on that list. I put the everyday person on that list. The fact you got to stop putting this much trust and local doctors too. I said some of the doctors are out of their minds, out of their minds. Joe Rogan goes out and he says how he cured COVID and people lose their mind. You know why they lose their mind? Because they're getting paid for the agenda. <laughs> He's right. If you cared about humanity, you would have listened to what Joe Rogan said and went, huh, we should look into that. We should look into how Joe Rogan cured COVID. But rather, people are wrapped up, watching the news, listening to their stars, because that's the way you've been programmed your whole life. We're still in the Roman Empire, baby. Feed them and entertain them just enough, and we shall control them through fear. And they will do whatever we want. We have a dictator situation. All right, <clears throat> there you go. I want to watch the rest of that. This is just a little clip on YouTube, but uh, or sorry, Twitter, Twitter video. 
Um, interesting. Yeah, so I guess he went, he's gone off the rails a little bit, this guy. He's uh, broken ranks. I guess if he uh, if he's talking about what all these celebrities and the stars uh, that, that people are worshipping, what they're into and what they're doing, he, he would know because he's an Saturday Night Live alumni himself, right? Jim Brower. Again, I haven't watched him too many times. But it is interesting when some of these celebrities kind of Excuse me. Goes off the goes off the handle, <laughs> in a way, right? Uh, and actually, this would be a good time to play. Listen to this, and of course, some of them are into, as he said too, like weird things, occult things. We showed the you know Kabbalah bracelet of uh, uh, Tucker the other day, right? Uh, here's uh, check this out, and we're going back to Norm here. Actually, Norm McDonald. That's how I found the clip first. But he's having a conversation with Jim Carrey. Remember, he kind of lost, like, lost his mind a little bit. I'm not trying to say. I mean, obviously, the, the guy like Jim Brower here, he's talking about something much, you know, deeper, like the, the you know, ice wide top, ice wide shot type scenarios where like the elites and stars and celebrities are into and all that stuff. And I think, yeah, I think he's right. I mean, he knows what's running the show, and that's why you have people like the Larry Nazars and stuff. They probably provide. They're an intermediary. They provide kids to some of these people or something, right? Um, but anyway, listen to what they said here. Uh, it could be an interesting place to play that. I, I, I was going to play it earlier, but it's like, eh, it doesn't really fit, but it, it kind of fits now. There's Norm MacDonald talking with Jim Carrey, who, again, he, he kind of lost it. He, he went like full tr like Truman Show, like, none of it is real. You know, it was like, and it wasn't an act. I mean, he did, the, he did play, what, Andy Kaufman, that movie, Man on the Moon. Remember that? about playing a role and all that stuff. It was kind of an interesting movie, actually. It was like, pretty well-made movie. I, I kind of enjoyed that, actually. Um, but apparently Jim Carrey, like, really kind of, like, went off the rails and lost it and super, like, New Age and stuff, but into some weird other shit, too. Listen to, uh, listen to this here. Do you know about, uh, about uh, um, alchemical, uh, sexual alchemy? Sexual alchemy. Yeah. I know alchemy. Talking about Tantra. I made a Sexual lot of money alchemy. on alchemy in the early you know 70s. The, <laughs> did you, do you know that the story of Jesus, how it's been altered in certain ways? I mean, yes, there was a guy. Yes, there was teachings, all that stuff. But now, the, the there, Bible, was, there wasn't only just a guy. No, no. Well, okay. Let's, not, right. let's not reduce it. To well, that. he's not even that, actually. No. He, he Christ consciousness yes. is something yes, it that, is. yeah, he was aware out of. There, yes. Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, but the, the parallel between that and alchemical sex is that. Uh, I'm sorry, alchemical sex? What is it Alchemical. Yes, I'm sorry. Where's this going? Alchemy. <laughs> sexual alchemy is uh, there's 33 vertebrates in your spine, there's 33 years in the life of Jesus. Jesus Christ, yeah. Okay, and what it is... So far, it sounds like a coincidence. I got Okay, be it could be a coincidence. <laughs> but there is a, there is, there is a, there is a, a substance or a liquid or, a, a, you know, a substance that comes from your medulla, which is basically completely looks like the uh, Ark of the Covenant has has uh, angel's wings around it, the whole thing. The, your medulla is shaped Now, like is this that. what Michael Jackson used to call Jesus juice? Yeah. yeah. No, no. No, not the same. Not the same. It won't get the kids into oh, the bedroom. Oh, it doesn't get the kids. No. Uh, well, no what this good is, is it? <laughs> no, I am. So this this substance comes from your medulla, makes the tr trip down your spine to your sacrum, which is the which is quick get addiction. Christ coming down into human form. Yes. And if you don't squander that essence, that sexual essence, it ascends again and goes back up to heaven which is your thing. It's also the story of Santa Claus. Why he comes down the chimney is because this, this juice or this whatever substance actually passes what's called the claustrum, 
which is where they got Santa Claus. Uh-huh. So it goes down what the chimney the and back fuck? up the chimney. Uh-huh. It's all very freaky shit. Uh-huh. That's wild. So, so you believe without a doubt uh, if Jesus had existed in, uh, in the form uh, that I believe given, that, that he, at, at he was a best. sexual being? No, I didn't say that. Oh. I, 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 I think he probably saved it, you know, so that he could be clear, so that he could be sharp. Huh. You know, like Ali or, or just uh, like a fighter, Elrond just like any, yeah. just like tantric sex. Tantric sex is about that. It's about yeah. being your sharpest and Look, most vital. I have never been in it, but I'll tell you this. I used to sprint when I was young. Maybe you can tell me if I'm anywhere close. I used to run the track 800 meter full speed, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end, I would go I to the water. I heard you were an ass kicker, too. That's pretty fast. You, I no, go to the no, I water. I heard you were a rough character. And the water. <laughs> I did. I <laughs> heard stories. That's man. different. No, no, the no. Water. I heard stories. I heard stories about Norm where <laughs> drunk guy comes up to him at the bar and goes, hey, aren't you Norma? And he's gone. He's just suddenly gone. <laughs> no, the, Norm's back at the bar going, hey, what happened? What, what happened to that guy? <laughs> Hey, where'd That's he not go? Bad. That's where I got. Where'd That's he go? That's pretty good. Well, I, I get you now. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, kind of in here somewhere. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Even I, I, I see some All right, there's more of that, but you get the idea, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, there's something which is not, you know, always terribly spooky, you know, alchemy or something, you know, a little bit more esoteric or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm game with that. We've done some shows in the past, but it's always this. It comes in the wake of this, like celebrity culture you know what I mean? like weirdo jim carrey and they're you know again they're kabbalah bracelets and they're into like weird you know s- sexual tantra stuff and you know and you know you kind of know where that's going you know what i mean um they've been induced in this weird stuff they've been some of them are b- abused themselves right i mean from day one there were young kids they're like in, you know induced into this cult right around hollywood Around uh, you know some some cases just cringy like Satanism and stuff and they think they're getting you know power from this or whatever right, but it's there uh, and, and and some of them are into it for sure. Uh, it's strange. It reminded me of that clip we played this many um, many months ago now. But you guys remember the Tom Hanks and you know again Tom Hanks he was accused of you know all these things right of of, of actually being a, he was accused of being a pedophile and there were, I think there were people that had come out and, and spoken up against him and stuff like that. Even the um, oh, what was that guy's name again? I forget. He was he was he was found dead. I think right over. No, he jumped from a bridge. He was kind of a weirdo though. But uh, Ka- Isaac Cappy, right? Wasn't there linked there with with uh, Tom Hanks and, and stuff? And he ended up moving to Greece just when they passed some laws that I think it was like specifically like like people charged with sexual abuse or sexual crime cannot be extradited. It was, it was basically, it became a safe haven for pedophiles or something like that. He ended up moving to, to Greece. And then they're like, both, both him and his wife is like, well, we, we, oh, we got COVID or something. And then they did a bunch of sap videos and all that kind of stuff. And then he did that really weird presentation. Uh, a, a, like, a, what do you call that? The, uh, uh, someone who's attended a college or something before they go back and they do make a speech to the current uh, class, right? That's uh, that's um, graduating, right? A graduating speech or whatever you call it, right? And he did this, re- I forget what, which college or university it was, but he did this really weird speech about Generation COVID, how you're the first generation, and it was just like super weird. We should play that another, at, uh, another time again, actually super bizarre you know and you think about it how they're like inducting and inducing these kids 
um, now they're living under COVID. I mean, this is this is this is their great reset. Everything's going to be completely changed after this. And he kind of alluded to this. You're the first generation. You're the you're the you know stage zero of this or whatever. It's really bizarre. Anyway, it's in the archives. One of the no go zones. Really weird stuff. We should play it again. It was fascinating. Um, okay, so speaking about uh, celebrities uh, and uh, elites and money-making and these kinds of things. Check out this little clip here. Did I not uh, import that? Or maybe I had a... Oh, I had a, a link for it. I thought I had a video. A uh, little reminder here just to uh, just to remind you of, of what's going on when it comes to uh, the money uh, and the vax. And uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Microsoft, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Antivirus, <laughs> Bill Gates. Listen to this. You've invested $10 billion in vaccinations over the last two decades, and you figured out the return on investment for that. And it kind of stunned me. Can you walk us through the math? Over a 20 to 1 return. So if you just look at the economic benefits, uh, that's a pretty strong number compared to anything else. I think the numbers that you ran through were if you had put that money into an S&P 500 and reinvested the dividends, you'd come up with something like $17 billion, but you think it's $200 billion. Here, yeah. You've invested $10 billion in vaccinations. <clears throat> $200 billion. So he's invested, right? Gavi, all these companies. I mean, he's the main, the primary uh, funder of the World Health Organization, Bill Gates, right? Um, $20 billion. Yet you don't hear a peep from the leftists out there, the, the progcoms and the global, the global homos, right? The global homos. Not a peep about this capitalist making money on the pandemic and taking advantage of people's... Fi- no, just forget all that. Everybody needs to be vaccinated. And if we have to give this guy $200 billion to, do, to have him do it to us, not a problem. Let's, in fact, do it. And speaking of fake things, of course, um, and how they keep the fear, you know, ramped up and, and, and uh, how they keep it, how they keep one attitude outwardly to, to us, the plebes, uh, while towards themselves when they're behind closed doors, if you will. Uh, in this case, in front of the camera, before the camera starts rolling, uh, it's a completely different deal. Check out this. I think this is... Uh, I think it might be a South uh, American country or maybe maybe Spain. Um, anyway, check this out. Pay attention to the crowds behind him. You'll, you'll see. You'll click at the end of what they're doing. France, sorry, it's France, of course. I didn't hear the language first. Look at that. By the end of it, they're all ready with their masks. <laughs> Back to the start again. No one's wearing it. Everyone's walking in, right? Getting ready, setting up. No one's wearing a mask. And we've seen this now. We saw it in the, the Met Gala and all these places too, right? But when they're getting ready to shoot, and we'll go to the end again, that everyone's wearing a mask. It's all for show. It's all in front of the cameras. It's all just a, a theater, right? It's all a, it's all a show. It's one way for them and a completely different one for us. Our kids have to wear these things now when they go most most schools, right? And soon, of course, the vaccinations are going to start hitting. We'll talk about that in just momentarily here. Uh, but for them, it's a completely different attitude. They don't have to do these things. They don't have to do it. Uh, and speaking about the kids, I saw this tweet. It was kind of interesting. Um, uh, the guy said, I don't recognize him. I think I followed him a while ago. New Hampshire. Is he? Okay, he's, he's part of... I guess a live free or die campaign or something like that. Um, oh, look at that. CRT is anti-white. He has in the hashtag. Good, good, good boy. Okay, Daniel Concannon. He said, I've been staring at this picture for five minutes trying to convey its darkness in words. I've realized that I can't. 
I genuinely hate the people that have done this. All of this. Look at this. This is for this is for our kids here, right? I can stay apart from my friends, masked up, restricted. Right? Remember the the photos we showed? They're like circled in. They they're standing out on the playground and they have they're in a square. Someone drew a a chalk with chalk and on the on the asphalt a square. You can you can sit and you can play within this, right? This is what Tom Hanks, when he's talking about the the Generation Zero, that this is going to be a socially stunted generation, maybe even from here on out. The masks is causing these kids not be able to read facial signals properly. It's going to it's going to have consequences which we cannot even guess at this point. That's why this is Generation Zero. This is the reboot. They're aiming for the kids. It's not about you. Maybe they're trying to clean us out with these with the vax or whatever. But they're, again, they're driving that down in the ages now anyway. So 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 who knows what this is really going to do, right? Um, so yeah, so let's talk about this here. Uh, safe for pregnant women and children. Uh, and I showed this briefly in the stream I did yesterday with Dan Lyman, the interview with him. Uh, but I wanted to show it again in case somebody missed it because it's just so important, right? So there was a story uh, attached to this here. My niece had a, her second child. Long story short, she resisted being vaccinated. Not my niece. This is the person telling this story and sharing the video. She resisted being vaccinated through the pregnancy until a month before the baby was born because basically she would not be allowed into the hospital. They had convinced her that she's going to have some kind of complication and things like that. So unless you're jabbed, you can't get into the hospital. She decided to do it. And the baby, of course, is now, we'll play the video in a moment, back, back in the hospital. Uh, They said the baby needs a brain scan as they cannot fathom what is causing the jitters, which is getting worse, apparently. Every test that they have done has come back negative, and they admit that they have no idea what's causing the problem. So they're transferring him to the Great Warman Street Hospital to do further investigation. Here's the footage uh, of the baby here. Have you seen those clips with the uh, adults that are shaking like this? They can't control the nervous system, right? It's something that's attacking the nervous system, the brain maybe even, uh, that's causing this. And this they're saying, they're saying now, CDC, I linked this up in a reply to them because they're saying now, um, accumulating evidence, this is CDC, the the organ that you're trusting here, the, the, the organ that... Millions of people in America are trusting, but also, of course, there are scientific, you know, and a, a respected body around the world that other, you know, countries and agencies listen to and they look towards them for guidance and things like that, right? And they say this here accumulating evidence shows no increased risk of miscarriage after COVID 19 vaccination during early pregnancy. Now, the JAMA, this the, um, what does that stand for again? I forget. Sometimes I wish they had the... I forget what that stands for. It's the American Medical Association or something with the J... Uh, uh, anyway, whatever. N- new finding from JMA, JAMA can inform discussions about COVID-19 vaccine during pregnancy between pregnant people, and that's the, g- the gender-neutral language there too. Not women, not mothers. Pregnant people and their healthcare providers. Additional findings from a recent NEGM... Was that the New England Journal of Medicine 
uh, publication, support recommendations that the benefits of receiving a COVID-19 vaccine during pregnancy outweigh any known or potential risks and that vaccination is essential to protect people. That's that's the, the, the latest campaign here. Protect yourself and your baby from COVID-19. Get vaccinated. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention. That's what they're doing. Completely looking the other way for this kind of stuff, this kind of footage. They're pretending that this is not ex- this doesn't exist. This is not happen happening. And and even if they, they do talk about it, then well, it's a, it's just a coincidence. It's something completely unrelated. So it's nothing to do with what we're recommending, right? And we showed the article the other day where they said that they were going to pour something like $1.6 million into um, looking into why women are getting blood clots, right? Remember that? I should pull that article up again. Oh, we'll, inve- we'll investigate it now. We'll see what the reasons uh, were, right? Here, here's the story. Let me, let me pull that up real quick here. Sorry, guys. This is just so... This is... Oof. I don't know. It's it's hard to even describe this territory of, of, of what this is and what they're doing to us here. Um, here it is here. Uh, nope. Okay. That's not the one. Sorry, guys. I thought I had it here. Uh, here we go. There it is. Okay. Women said the COVID vaccine affected their periods. Now more than 1.6 million will go into researching it. So now they're going to research it. Now they're going to to, to, to find out afterwards. This is how they're acting. After the fact, after they've denied, after they've said it's a coincidence, it's very rare. It rarely have it safe and effective. Don't worry. Okay, we'll spend money now. We'll, we'll we'll look into it now, right? And so and so, of course, just here from yesterday, Pfizer at the front lines now to announce a timeline for child vaccinations. Not the CDC, not the FDA, not the government, not health, not not doctors. Pfizer announces timeline for child vaccinations. Do you see who's running the show? Do you see who's making money here? Do you understand what's happening? Look at this. In COVID cases and tonight here, Dr. Anthony Fauci with a clearer picture of when to expect vaccines for children and if he expects there will be boosters for adults in the U.S. Tonight, the U.K. now planning to give boosters to adults 50 and over to prepare them for the winter ahead. Here's Stephanie Ramos. For millions of parents eager to know how soon their younger children can finally get a vaccine, tonight, a clearer picture. Pfizer today revealing it will submit data from its trial for 5 to 11-year-olds to the FDA in early October, followed by trial data for children 6 months to 5 years old in the weeks after. Dr. Anthony Fauci expects the FDA to authorize the first shots for elementary-age kids as early as mid-October. I believe it will work out this way that by the time we get to the mid-fall, October or so, that we will have the, the capability of giving vaccines for Pfizer. We met the Bowie family in New Orleans when all three children took part in Pfizer's vaccine trial at Oshner Health. Both parents are doctors. Six-year-old Ellie, three-year-old Christian, and 14-month-old Sloan getting shots. We're not 100% sure that the kids got the vaccine yet. Um, But just knowing that they have a chance and that they have that little extra layer of protection makes me much more at ease with sending them back to school. Tens of millions of children are back in classrooms, but less than 40 percent of 12 to 17 year olds who are eligible for the vaccine are fully vaccinated. In Ohio, cases spiking 2000 percent since early August. Hospitals are full. 
all of our children's hospitals are overwhelmed. Across the country, children making up almost... <clears throat> Last time I checked, isn't it overwhelmed at emotion? Why didn't it say full or, or above capacity or something? It's just interesting. Like, Can we get a number on that? Can, we, can someone again go around with cameras and actually check this out? Are they actually full? I mean, it seems to suggest that these new uh, variants and strains created by the vaccine are actually really hurtful and it's actually getting to people. People are actually succumbing to this. Many are injured. Uh, many are, uh, are becoming very sick and many end up in hospital. Not everyone's dying. I'm not trying to say that, but I'm saying there seems to be more deaths now, basically. We've we got to start looking at the statistics again, but we have to also look at these hospitals. How full are them? Can we actually see something like this? I've seen, you know, play, sometimes a couple of months ago, someone in Florida, for example, said the hospitals are full or whatever. One guy, I didn't go inside, but he was driving around outside for 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 some time, and it was like he couldn't even see anybody. No one was coming and going. There was this uh, extra unit outside a trailer, you know, with like the where they're going to put all the bodies and stuff, and it was like no activity whatsoever. But anyway, the beyond the point. But I'd love to get an answer: How full really are these hospitals this time? Is it actually ramping up? And and if it is, I would assume that most of that is because of these uh, new virulent strains that has been coming about because of the vaccine. Percent of COVID cases last week. And after two top scientists who are leaving the FDA argued in the Lancet, it was premature to give boosters to the general public because the vaccines offer strong protection against serious disease. Dr. Fauci today pushing back. You have clearly waning of immunity against infection and clear cut indication of waning of immunity against severe disease. And he expects the FDA advisory panel to support boosters when it reviews the data on Friday. Myself as a scientist who have seen some of the data, I believe when you look at that data carefully, there's going to be a decision to actually give the boost as opposed to not giving it. Well, there you hear it, Stephanie. Dr. Fauci predicting the FDA will greenlight boosters in the U.S. And tonight the U.K. will now give adults 50 and older booster shots. Exactly, David. It's part of Look their stand, standing outside the Pfizer. Head. This is like a, pr a promo. This is like, that's right. You should buy some more stock right now uh, because it's about to go up. We're right here at the Pfizer headquarter and things are looking up. Things are looking great. Uh, for the stocks. Winter strategy. Britain will give people a booster shot. Those people over the age of 50, starting with older people, healthcare workers, and those with underlying conditions. The government says the primary choice is the Pfizer booster shot, regardless of what vaccine was originally given. David. Stephanie Ramos. Stephanie, thank you. Yeah, so you. they're saying... So Remember, that was that was considered dangerous before. You can't mix and match. People are getting Moderna. They're getting the Johnson & Johnson and then the Pfizer, then the AstraZeneca and stuff. Now it's just like, actually, no, Pfizer is going to be running the whole show from now on, okay? They're going to be they're going to be in charge of all of this. And, of course, as, 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 as you know, but let, let, let's just, again, 200 billion, like 10 billion. Bill Gates just turned 10 billion into 200 billion, right? If, if we trust what they're talking about there. That was always in Bern or, or uh, uh, with the World Economic Forum or the, the Bank of International Settlements is taking place or something like that. One of the banker meetings in Switzerland, right? Uh, profits from the pandemic shots. Pfizer Bio, BioNTech or BioNTech. BioNTech. What was it? BioNTech. BioNTech. Uh, so far, $33 billion announced a 2021 sale forecast of 33.5 billion they do love those 33s now don't they moderna 20 billion astrazeneca 1 billion and i expect this to tick up significantly uh in the uh, coming year here as they roll out booster number three then booster number four 
and then booster number five and number six and seven and why even stop there now it's just now your immune system needs it now this is the only way you can uh, you can survive it's it's with a an immune system as a subscription and then will kill and then it will kill you of course uh dead mother over on entropy stream says just email you a super juicy thread regarding aoc's past perhaps for friday or the weekend show excellent thank you i quickly uh, looked at it and um that's very good stuff and it's a good reminder too we it was way back when she was first elected we talked about that too they tried to Kind of like was it wasn't some joke with uh, what's the singer the Latina singer J Lo or something right? Oh, she's just uh, you know she had some song J Lo from the block or like yeah, I'm just one one among you one little uh, a girl from the block and I've made it or whatever and then he just said oh she was an elitist she had like family ties right up to the elite and stuff and the same thing basically with AOC she's like well off she grew up in the richest uh, neighborhood in that county i think or something like that right there's a lot of stuff like that so i quickly scan through uh but yeah i think friday that'd be perfect to go into because we're running a bit later already but thank you dan mother i appreciate that very kind of you to send that along would you appreciate that rn jimsus says this vax gives you something similar to multiple multiple sclerosis i think it is you pronounce it uh immune system attacks the nervous system yeah and i mean that's just one of the issue right mardiokitis so the heart issue yeah, the the prion issue. There's one story I, I really want to. Uh, it's not a story. It's someone that wrote it. I want to go through it and see if there's something uh, to it. If there's merit to it, essentially. But it was this one: uh, GMO vaccine for dummies. And they go through some pretty interesting, um, I guess, predictions in a way of how it works, what the proteins does, how it will attack you, how it will affect you. And it's it's you know pretty scientificy. But I need to go through it in more detail and stuff like that. But they're like basically. Uh, they're talking about this thing with the strands and stuff like that, but the, the, they have a pretty radical like outcome. But this thing that the CDC was talking about that it basically is producing like zombies, or the CDC had a story where they're like, how to protect yourself in a zombie apocalypse. They're basically arguing that's that's <laughs> that's where this is going. Okay, it's like these people with the prion disease are going to turn into zombies. Supply chain issues, then you'll see humans start eating each other because there's no food. Right, so this is like a, a the, the most the most dark, deepest um, conspiracy that you can imagine tied to it. But I do, I don't mind entertaining it. I don't mind discussing it. Uh, they're talking about this the the, the, the distribution here of the mRNA vax too, uh, with prions S protein. Uh, the evolution of any prion disease is exponential. The schedule, um, and then the, the, the remember the sparse pandemic right? We talked about that at the time. Um, there was like a prediction uh, scenario that they were writing, right, beginning 2025 and then into 2028. But anyway, this is it's, it's too much to go through now, but it's kind of an interesting piece. Uh, and they talk about, you know, Luc Montagnier. We've talked about him many times and stuff like that. But, yeah, I'll go through this in, at some point because it could be worth at least being aware of, even if it's, you know, not true, whatever. It's good to get a different take on it. And, and, and even if it's a one that's <laughs> highly um, severe warning, I guess, for the lack of a better term. Uh, but yeah, you're right, uh, Jim's this, uh, it's many different things, and, and the nervous system is basically just one of the issues, right? Uh, Beetlejuice says, uh, 1.6 million for a research project is a joke. That's absolutely true. I should have mentioned that. Tiny amounts of money. Not like That's like nothing. It's like, oh, fine, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll throw some pennies at it and look at it kind of thing. And you know they're just going to, oh, it was... It was a coincidence. It had nothing to do with the vaccine. You know that that's going to be the outcome. Uh, Arne Jim says, again, here says, uh, children's hospitals are packed because after... 18 months of sanitizer they haven't encountered anything 
and they have a surge in respiratory syncytial virus cases as a result. Um, that uh, that's what uh, that's why they don't call it COVID. I think you're writing at the end there. Uh, that's why they don't call it COVID. Uh, oh, they don't. Oh, they don't call it COVID because I would assume that they would if they got a chance to get uh, that many young people hospitalized, they would blame it on COVID. But maybe that's what you're saying uh, anyway. But yeah, I so say that's another danger, right? People talk to you know people developing kids developing asthma and allergies if it's if it's too clean in people's homes and of course it's you know toxic chemicals cleaning products all kinds of things that are producing that kind of result in your uh, your your immune system you have to be exposed to some level of uh, bacteria and germs and 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 dirt and and you know things like that so you develop your immune system if you're living in a, in a sterile environment you, you you know you're gonna be you're gonna be lost you're gonna die. All right, so we have a couple more here, and then we'll start rounding up. Let me see. I want to play one. Uh, well, actually, this one. Let's show this one real quick, too, out of the UK. We show the expose a couple of times, a source, alternative source. Uh, but they claim here, looking at the UK data, uh, ONS data out of the UK, uh, that 30,305 people have died within 28 days of having a covid 19 vaccine in England during the first six months of 2021. And this they claim here is according to uh, ONS data. Official Office for National Statistics has inadvertently revealed that 30,305 people have died within 21 days of having a COVID-19 vaccine in England during the first six months. Dozens of Freedom of Information requests have been made to Public Health England, PHE, over the past few months, requesting to know how many people have died within 28 days of having the COVID-19 vaccine. But each and every time, the PHE have claimed that they do not hold the information requested. And that's the screenshot of that there. This is extremely strange to find that the PHE do not hold the information, considering their counterpart in Scotland have been able to publish the data on deaths within 28 days. And they go through how many they revealed. That in Scotland, revealed that 5,522 people have died within 28 days of the covid vax. PH, PHS were also able to reveal the number by brand of vaccine and date of occurrence in a published spreadsheet. The spreadsheet shows 1,877 people died within 28 days of having the Pfizer mRNA. They could break it down here as AstraZeneca, 3,643. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess that's the main. No, two people died within 28 days of the Moderna uh, mRNA jab. Um, the reason people have been requesting to know the number of people that have died from the vax is because they are the exact same parameters that have been used to count alleged COVID-19 deaths for the majority of the alleged pandemic. Deaths are counted as COVID-19 if they occur within 28 days of a positive test. However, the beginning, they were actually counting deaths as COVID-19 if they occurred within 60 days of a positive test. And they've changed this all the time, right? Multiple times they've updated this, they've changed it. Now you're not considered fully vaccinated until 14 days after the vax of the second dose. Soon that will be the booster shots and stuff like that. But so they can skew the statistics this way. A report published by the ONS on September 13th this year was a clear attempt to dupe the public into believing the majority of COVID-19 deaths are occurring among the unvaccinated population. But the date parameters used in the report include a huge swath of deaths that occurred during the second alleged wave of COVID-19 in January 2021, when barely anybody was vaccinated. The cutoff point was also the 2nd July 2021, meaning deaths that have occurred during the summer third wave, the summer third wave that we have currently experiencing have not been included. Interesting. 
As you can see from the above graph taken from the UK government's COVID-19 dashboard, the vast majority of COVID deaths during the period used in the ONS report occurred during the second wave when the vaccine program had only just begun. So, of course, the vast majority of deaths occur among the unvaccinated population. So they've basically just not included them. Uh, however, the ONS has decided to cover the third wave that we are currently experiencing, then you would have seen that 75% of people who have died with COVID-19 were in fact va vaccinated and just 25 of people who have died did were not vaccinated. Um, so I, 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 I trust these numbers, right? Um, I, I think that's what we're looking at. I think we're looking at people who are succumbing to this, uh, this, this vaccine. Uh, which is which is insane, right? Uh, let me show you. Let me see if we have this next here. We'll show some of the opposition here, and then we have to round up. But check this out. I haven't seen this yet. I wanted to play it. Europe is uh, op so. Imagine when deaths are beginning. You know, we the, the the U.S. They have FEMA, of course, but there's a European version of that that's now op opened up. Uh, uh, they released a, a teaser for this just uh, yesterday here. Uh, here from the uh, European Commission, their their YouTube account. Uh, it's called the Health Emergency Preparedness and Response Authority, or HERA, which is one of the goddesses, of course, right? They had to pick that. Uh, but this is their little teaser for that. Uh, again, I've actually not seen it yet. I saw it in passing, so let's just take a look at it. But this is basically when you so so when we're actually going to start seeing like bodies in the street and stuff, it's going to be HERA as opposed to FEMA over in the U.S. Uh, in the EU. Uh, that's going to start the uh, the uh, the quarantining and the uh, uh, responses to uh, to dealing with this the, all these health emergencies and stuff. Right? Uh, let's check it out. The pandemic has changed our world. We are working together to detect new health threats, develop, produce, and test the medicines and vaccines we need to beat them. The European Health Emergency Preparedness and Response Authority will help us act faster together. Fantastic. So there you go. Hera. It's the EU's FEMA. It's, uh, it's going to be good. The green zones is going to come very, very soon, right? Uh, okay, let me do a couple of quick... We did that one quick headlines here of some of the pushback, some of the opposition. Um, New York City court temporarily blocks City Hall's Department of Energy vaccine mandate. Is it Department of Energy? DOE? Sorry, Department of Education, of course. Department of Education vaccine mandate uh, in New York City. So pushback in New York, that's uh, that's uh, incredible, right? New York City major uh, major municipal unions scored a legal win Tuesday night when a Manhattan Supreme Court judge temporarily at least blocked City Hall's vaccine mandate for Department of Education workers. The judge set a September 22 court date for the unions to argue against uh, the mandate. Until then... Love ruled the city's uh, city is temporarily restrained from implementing the mandate, which requires all Department of Education staffers to have at least one vaccine dose by September 27th or face determin uh, termination. Uh, California. The county sheriff uh, has said, I will not enforce vaccine mandate. The sheriff in California said Monday that he will not force department employees or job applicants to be vaccinated against COVID-19, despite a state public health order mandating, mandating excuse me, workers in high-risk congregated settings such as jails to get vaccinations or are tested regularly. In a video podcast posted to the Riverside County Sheriff's Department's Facebook page on September 10th, County Sheriff Chad, nice, uh, Bianco had previously stated that he would not be mandating new or current employees 
of the sheriff's department to have the COVID-19 vaccine, but maintained that he himself was not an anti-vaccine. They have to get him on the defensive all the time. Oh, I'm not a, no, I'm not a, I'm totally pro, I'm totally pro jabbing these kids with adjuvants just straight into the arms. It's not about that. I'm totally cool with that, of course. Um, so that's good. Uh, but wait, there's more. More than half of U.S. states vow to fight Biden's vaccine mandate. We've shown some of the maps, of course, but this is very good news. 27 Republican governors or attorneys general have vowed to fight the latest executive order issued by President Joe Biden, mandating that over 80 million private employees receive COVID-19 vaccines or undergo weekly testing or their employer will be fined. The executive order directs the U.S. Labor Department. We've talked about that, how much it is. And the non-compliance with resulting fines of $14,000 per violation. Is that per person then or how do they define that? Anyway, the governors who've expressed opposition include those of Arizona, Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Ohio, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Mississippi, Montana, Nebraska, New Hampshire, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, West Virginia, and Wyoming. So that's good. That's a start, right? We'll take it. Uh, that's very, very good. We uh, will see where this fight goes and how much they can actually uh, push back against uh, against this here. Well, a couple more stories here and then we'll wrap up. I do want to play this one. This is just crazy stuff. Um, elderly patients were given Xanax. I forget how you spell that. Xanax. Is it Z-A-N-A-X? I know, something like that. Um, so that they would be essentially you know, a drug under the influence so that they would be coerced into taking the COVID-19 vaccine. I had overheard a chemical restraint being given to one of the residents I worked with in order to get her to take the COVID vaccine. They had given her a PRN, like Xanax, and they were successful after giving her the PRN in order to get her to take the COVID vaccine. The resident was lied to about which shot she was receiving. She was told that it was the flu shot. They should have technically had a care conference with the family or telehealth visit with the family beforehand and made sure this was all right. Three o'clock in the morning, my phone went off. She was not responding. Little response and by the time she got to the hospital, she died. She's no longer with us and in her last moments of life, she had to have her dignity removed. These are uh, criminals. They're war criminals. They are. They, they need to be held res- responsible, right? They need to be held liable. There has to be punishments for this this type of behavior, this coercion, this propaganda, uh, forcing people. Right, and now there's like schools are going behind parents' back and stuff like that, giving it to kids against the parents' uh, will, and like there's all these crazy things are happening here, right? All right, quickly these two, and then we'll uh, uh, end here. Researchers says roughly half of reported COVID patients were admitted to hospital for another reason. This was a, it was an Atlantic piece recently, which is odd. They do occasionally do um, real journalism, and you kind of have to ask why. I guess they're trying to save face or try to pretend that they're you know are credible or something. It's very strange, but anyway, uh, those patients who are there with rather. Uh, sorry, let me do that. <laughs> Those patients who are there with rather than from this is not uh, right here from National File. Um, rather than from COVID don't belong in the metric. I guess I should say they are 
they're from another for another reason. They're in the hospital, not because of COVID. Anyway, a new nationwide U.S. study has suggested that roughly half of all hospitalized patients showing up on COVID data dashboards in 2021 may have been admitted for another reason entirely. And this is, of course, again, how they're keeping the numbers high, right? The Atlantic researched the authenticity of the coronavirus hospitalization and the inflation of coronavirus patients in hospitals. The journalists studied nearly 50,000 coronavirus hospital admissions at more um, at the more than 100 VA hospitals across the country. Get to some, uh, get to some proofreading here, uh, National File. Uh, although I'm not one to complain f- for sure. But anyway, uh, the criteria used was to identify the patient's need for supplemental oxygen and the patient's blood, uh, blood oxygen level. Then they checked to see whether each patient required supplemental oxygen or had a blood oxygen level below 94%. The latter criterion is based on the National Institute of Health definition of severe COVID. If either of these conditions was met, the authors classified that patients as having moderate or severe disease, otherwise the case was considered mild or asymptomatic. Right near the uh, the tweet here from uh, The Atlantic. Uh, studies suggest roughly half of all the hospitalized patients showing up on COVID data dashboards have been admitted for completely different reasons. Graham Snyder, the medical director of infection uh, infection prevention and hospital epidemiolo- epidemiology at the University of Pittsburgh's Medical Center, told the Atlantic that the idea behind the study and what it investigates is important. He did say the study would benefit from a little more detail and nuance beyond oxygenation. Uh, Daniel Gruffin, an infectious disease specialist at Columbia University, concluded that using other metrics for severity of illness, such as intensive care admissions, presents different limitations. A prime example used was hospital hospitals admit patients to their ICUs with different criteria. Of course, they do. And then you got to keep in mind too, there was a fin- there's a I, I, there's still a, like a financial incentive in this, right? One of the first bills, emergency bills that was passed were giving hospitals money if they put people on, on ventilators and stuff like that. That's why they're requesting all those ventilators. We need to put, we want to make money. Let's put everybody on a ventilator. And then they, they, they kill people because of that, right? The study found that from March 2020 through early January 2021, before vaccination was widespread and before the Delta variant had arrived, the proportion of patients with mild or asymptomatic disease was 36% from mid-January through the end of June 2021. However, that number rose to 48%. In other words, the study suggested that roughly half of all the hospitalized patients showing up on COVID data dashboards in 2021 may have been admitted for another reason entirely, uh, or at least only had mild presentation of disease. And now everything is COVID, right? People going in for pneumonia because people still just get other diseases. They still get flu, they get pneumonia, all kinds of things, right? And um, that all of it turns into COVID. Okay, last paragraph here. This increase was even bigger for vaccinated hospital hospital patients of whom 57% had mild or asymptomatic disease. But unvaccinated patients have also been showing up with less severe symptoms on average than earlier in the pandemic. The study found that 45% of their cases were mild or asymptomatic since January 21. According to Shira Shira Doran, Doran, an infectious disease physician and hospital epidemiologist at Tufts Medical Center in Boston and one of the study's co-authors, the latter finding may be exploited by the fact that unvaccinated patients in the vaccine era tend to be a younger cohort who are less vulnerable to COVID and may be more likely to have been infected in the past. Interesting, okay. Um, 
As we, she also said, as we look to shift from cases to hospitalizations as a metric to drive policy and assess low risk. So this is the change that the CDC did, right? They just they're, they're now. If you if you die or or if you're hospitalized from after being jabbed, right, then they then then they put you in the statistics. But if you get sick, if you um, still test positive, they, they exclude you from from the statistics. Right. This was a change they recently did. Um. Anyway, yeah. So they're changing that as a, as a to to assess level of risk to a community or state or country. Uh, we should refine the definition of hospitalization. Those patients who are there with rather than from COVID don't belong in the metric. So it's just, it's the same trickery, uh, basically that they're doing with the numbers. Yeah. So the Atlantic, can you believe it? Just all of a sudden they do they do a, a, a real a real story right uh anyway i did have a couple of protest footage we have to wait for that we'll do maybe we'll do that friday greece france there was a lot of protest and and uh opposition there was a what they call a men in black protest in denmark we'll t- probably bring that up friday then let me show you the last uh screenshot here too which is which is kind of weird, weird and uh and interesting um two tweets back to back here and let me explain what we're looking at here. But so New York Post on the left hand side, their number of people with dementia expected to rise 40 percent within decade, the World Health Organization says. And then another follow up here from Financial Times. Scientists warn that COVID will accelerate dementia pandemic. And isn't this what we've been talking about when it comes to the um, the prion disease, right? The vaccination issue, right? That this this is a part of this has to do with how people uh, how their mental capabilities are changing. Whether that's from the a, a natural well, natural strain of COVID, I'm trying to say, but this was engineered from the from the get go. So maybe that's part of the the question here. Uh, but um, maybe the new uh, res- more resilient strains of the vaccine that's been produced with the help of the vaccine, maybe they're making it even worse, right? Maybe that maybe they know something's coming down the pipe. Is it, is this an, an excuse to kind of get ahead of the curve and say, "Oh no, we know that. No, this is a completely different reason. Not because, not because of the vaccine. No, no, they're, they're getting dementia because it's just a, a, a natural thing that they, it's just been on the rise for a while. So we just know that we expect it to rise by forty percent within a decade. What is that? Within a decade, five years from now, forty almost half almost half of that increase." Battle Beagle showed this tweet here too, just a, a screenshot of number of people that are searching for brain fog. Right? What do you think? What do you think this is related to? What do you th- What do you think this is here? Interest over time from first uh, of January twenty nineteen uh, to the uh, to the current date. Is that percentage on the uh, left hand side there? Like close to hundred? Is that, is that a percentage? What is that again? I'm not sure what the what the metric is or how they how they count that, but that's uh, see the increase there. I guess it dipped below 25 there in uh, what is that December or something like that, right? October, November, December. Well, maybe a little later, but but regardless, uh, it's going up. Something's happening with people's memories. Uh, they're turning up the gain. Uh, they're increasing it. Either it's the vaccine or it's something working in conjunction with something else. We don't know. Anything Anything is possible here. Uh, it's the 5G, dude. And it's like, yeah, well, maybe it is. I don't know. 
Maybe it's maybe it's all of the above. Maybe it's all of the above, right? Frequency interference. There's all kinds of things that's 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 going on here, right? Uh, but it's not encouraging. Can you imagine that? Like just getting, just like feeling your brains getting slower and slower. And and and, and I mean, yes, some of that comes with with older as you age and get older, right? But it's like it's younger people experiencing this now too. Uh, one of the common symptoms, I guess, of having coronavirus, COVID-19, was was brain fog. But now the vaccine uh, issue, I think, is compounding that. Um, Black Philip over on Entropy Stream says, Henrik, going back to the migrants, I don't know how this is sustainable for a country like Sweden. Most of the audience doesn't know this, but Sweden uh, has their own currency still. And unlike the U.S., they uh, just can't print money and see what happens. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, it is, it is unsustainable for sure. Uh, it's an it's an open air experiment, and I think you'll see some kind of um, civil, basically a civil war. Uh, that's that's what's coming down the pipe. It basically is that already. It's it's beginning to ramp up right now. It's a criminal underclass in Sweden. They're running the show, and they're now nestling their way into politics. They're infiltrating police departments. They're they're basically taking over institutions. And if the Swedes don't uh, rise up, take responsibility. Um, put themselves in position where they have influence or, or at the or at the base mini- minimum separate and set up a parallel society where we can still maintain rule and law and order it's basically over right it's never over but it's like uh, in terms of what we have known Sweden to be that that thing is is over at that point we can sure we could get it back we can get the territory back later or whatever when, when we've sorted some of this out but as of right now it's an elite that have turned their back on us and they they, they have they have seized and ended their responsibility to have monopoly on violence in order to maintain law and order in the country, right? They've given up on that contract that we have with them. And so we have to do it on our own, basically, right? Uh, to, so to, to, to protect ourselves against violent uh, attacks uh, and rape and humiliation crimes and robberies and all this crazy shit, right? Um, thank you, Black Philip. A follow-up from Black Philip here. Who says the economic uh, economic argument is migrants help to pay for social security as the native population ages? Yeah, I know, right? But what good is the argument if migrants put nothing into the system and don't pay taxes and only take? The argument isn't good, but they still just hammer this, and it's it's more gaslighting. It, like we have the numbers, we're seeing it happening. There's stories like this out of Denmark, out of Germany, out of Sweden, over and over and over again that say like they are a drain on the system. We're basically just paying for these people to live next to us, to to sponge. While their their the their kids and their coming generations are 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 predated predators a predatory class on the native population, but they just but they just gaslight us. Now that's racism to say that that's not really happening. Uh, it's incredible times. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Mr. Nosberg with the with the uh, with the cool uh, with the cool sun uh, the shade uh, emoticon. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Good to see you, Mr. Nosberg. Thank you for uh, helping with the moderation as always. Always, always want to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Nosberg. I do appreciate it. Thank you for the support as well. Uh, Mr. Nosberg, Michael says here, New Zealand uh, more killed by vax than by COVID. Interesting. Might have been a source I'll have to check out for Friday. Uh, let me show it real quick here. And I do want to show that AOC uh, thread as well because that could be important. But let me pull this up real quick here. Uh, what is it? NOQ, NOQ report. I think I've come across this source before. In New Zealand, there have been more people killed by the vaccine than by COVID-19. Don't doubt it. Tweet from Elijah Schaefer here. Shocking New Zealand reported 27 total deaths with COVID-19 and 40 deaths possibly related to the Pfizer vaccine since 2020, of course. This week, they reported 
zero COVID-19 deaths and three deaths possibly related to the vaccine. So it's that possibly that have to be sorted out. I don't doubt it, but it have to be, you know, completely nailed down. Uh, but so, yeah, so, so, so they shut down our societies, Australia and New Zealand, they have rigorous, I mean, intense 1984 style clampdown, right? To save, to help people, to save them and to no, n- not spreading COVID-19 or whatever. And now officially the cure is getting worse than the, than the actual uh, disease, right? And it's starting to kill people. Fascinating. Don't doubt it. Uh, this is the times we live in, folks. Uh, absolutely crazy. All right. I'm going to wrap up right there. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I do appreciate you uh, joining us today. It was a pleasure being with you. Thank you for spending some time with us. If you do want to check out our members' website, subscribestar.com slash redice. That's a good uh, way of doing that. You can use your credit card and debit card that way. Send us a direct message, a DM over on Subscribestar, that platform, uh, or just an email, redice at protomile.com. Let us know that you signed up, uh, and we'll activate your account on redicemembers.com. We have to do it that way. Manually link it up. Uh, because they're depriving our options from being able to charge or or, uh, use or take credit card uh, on our website. So that's why we're doing it that way. Uh, And we're seeking to get uh, uh, 300 uh, over on Subscribestar. And we said a couple of times uh, when we reach that, we're almost there. I I forget to tally it up. We're we're almost there. We're like maybe uh, 20 or something away, 15, 20 away. Maybe there's more now. Maybe there's less. I got to check in. But when we reach 300, uh, we'll probably just do a poll uh, like on the member's website and on Subscribestar. Ask you guys what you want to see. Do you want to see... Um, like maybe a marathon stream or something like that? Do you want to see a specific video about some topics? Uh, do you want to see, I, I don't know, call-in show, AMA, something like that? We'll, we'll, we'll dish out a couple of different options. And if like you guys choosing a, a video about a specific topic, we'll do like a sub-poll to see which topic you want to you want us to do a video about and stuff like that. So that could be fun, just something a little different. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, Entropy Stream is another way you can uh, sign up as well. Uh, that always works, and then we do have, let me pull up the other uh, options here as well. Uh, what do we have? We have um, Cash App on screen right there. That works as well. Um, and again, sh- shoot us off an email when you um, send money over there for a membership, and that way we can uh, activate your account right away. For the U.S. audience, we have a e-check option or an ACH, like paying utility bill, really easy. Crypto, of course, always a good option as well. Um, we accept most cryptos, but for some reason, if it isn't on redassmembers.com, uh, you know, we provide addresses there where you can send to. If it's not there, just shoot us an, uh, shoot us off an email, redassatprotomail.com, and let us know uh, which currency uh, you would like to use. We also have a... Where to go here? P.O. Uh, box. Well, a mailing address, I should say. Uh, some people do prefer that uh, option. And again, thank you to uh, everyone who's sending nice, uh, you know, uh, envelopes or, you know, uh, letters and stuff like that. We do appreciate that. Always fun to receive something uh, in, in the mail, a, re- a real copy as well. So we do appreciate you guys. All right. I think that's it for us. Let me double check again one more time. Entropy and then on Odyssey. Uh, Aaron Jimsus says uh, Dawson Co-Stream. Yeah, we, we should have Dawson back. He's, he's always a good guy. We do like Dawson, Ryan Dawson. Thank you, everyone, joining us over on Odyssey as well. Uh, and thank you to those who are sending on, on Trovo uh, chats. We don't usually repeat you know, repeat it there. It's just sometimes it's really hard to just keep an eye on it. Uh, but we have, what do we have here? Uh, the top online ranking. Let me see what we have here. Brad C is number one on Trovo. Um, Bean Bon, I think it is, number two. Uh, and Karvkaki, number three. Thank you. And the weekly ranking, Brad C, number one, Bean Baha, and then Louis, 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 number three. Thank you to you guys. We appreciate you. Uh, always good to have you here. We'll be back with uh, more than Friday. Lana will be joining us again for the Flashback Friday. Then we Weekend Warrior on Saturday. We record that Saturday with Mark Collett. 
And then we have um, Tuesday, John Waters over from Ireland to talk about the situation uh, with COVID and the lockdowns. And we'll probably extend that a little bit more to uh, the situation in Europe overall with that kind of crazy stuff. So uh, take care, guys. Thank you so much. Stay safe. We'll see you guys later. Do you love Red Eyes? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Eyes membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like red ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.